It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Whoa, 2021, friends. We're here. We made it to a new year. Very excited about it. And uh, this year, of course, is going to be the best year uh, that we've ever experienced, mainly because Disneyland has to open this year, right? I mean, it just has to happen. So uh, that's going to be exciting. But more importantly than that, above the Disneyland, uh, you know, uh, potential opening here is uh, it's the year in review for 2020 for the Ears Up podcast team. And uh, as always, I'm very hyped about this because I get to uh, be correct in reflecting back on the past years. I get to be absolutely 100% correct in my predictions for for the coming years. So it's a good choice for me. It's a good moment for me in my personal history. So are you saying that that you're happy because ne- your predictions for this year are going to be correct? Or yeah. for 2001 are going to be correct Yes, 2001. Next year? Yep, 2001. That's where we are. You're really jumping the gun. No, I'm all right on it. Okay. I'm right on the gun. Cool. I'm not jumping the gun. I'm riding that gun till the people tell me not to. <laughs> people tell me to put how my pants many, back on. How many of last year's predictions were correct? I'll tell you. I got them. Look, I got them all. Don't worry about it. Because I no, I read through them. I I yeah. hate to do this. I really hate saying <laughs> oh. this stuff. Uh oh. Jason's predictions from last year really weren't that far off. Neither were mine. <laughs> no, neither yeah, were yours. You're, I, you're, right. you're I, not wrong. And I'm not. I, this is not you're right. a, it wasn't a competition. About me. It wasn't about me. But you're right. This is not a competition. I, I, I will agree with that. I was actually sort of surprised at how. I'm right. I'm right. Yes. Yes. your life oh, oh my gosh. wow sorry yeah i had my doubts last year when you called that there would be a global pandemic <laughs> <laughs> but you were it turns out you were right i never i was like Thanks, he's Jared. crazy yeah you did say that but yeah. like once again i think i did i think i want to listen back to like those first shows in december january because in the show notes i think or something even in january i was like People better pay attention to this. This is really going to, you know, this is going to scare everybody. And uh, no one listened to me. <laughs> yeah. You could have solved the whole thing. <laughs> I did solve the whole thing. I said, everyone worry. <laughs> well, no one listened. <laughs> no, that would have done it. Yeah, yeah that would have done <laughs> it for left. sure. But yeah, Bev's, uh, Bev's gone. Uh, with us today, of course, is Jeremy, who forces me to do all this nonsense. And, uh, you know, I sometimes thank him for it because it's fun. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I I'm forgot good. this 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 whole thing was Jeremy's brainchild like five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. And Petros was like, oh, this is not a good idea. Like, I don't get it. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he says that about every new idea, and I was though. Like, well, oh, I know. I well, because that's the other thing. Is like he's like, you guys gonna send me ideas for the show. And I'm like, well, I send 20 and you you ignore all of them. So I don't yeah. know what you want. <laughs> It's true. The one I got through under the over the wire over the line. I I, I mean, the caveat is good ideas. (laughs) And then uh, with us today for the first time ever, Eric from the Supreme Resort. Eric, welcome to the show, young man. Never been here. No, first time. (laughs) That's right. First time, long time. That's right. I wanted to get uh, at least one of you uh, knuckleheads uh, over from the Supreme Resort on the show because I think it's sort of right up your guys's alleys. 
if you know if you excuse the like forcing the people invasion. to pick and choose forcing people to work for me yeah <laughs> oh yeah, okay yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair yeah. yeah so uh yeah. thank you for joining us at last minute i do apologize no problem. It was great to uh, to think about things <laughs> and then write them down. Nice. I love doing and that. And then too. eventually I'll say them. Oh well, let's mm-hmm. not let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Okay. 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 I do want to do that. Um, before we, wow, you know what? I really just realized I forgot is uh, my show notes. I didn't open them yet. Whoa. Bev. Well, Bev left and it threw me for a looperino. Yeah, she's like gone, gone. Yeah, she's gone. But hmm. that's all right. I'll just have to edit hmm. all this stuff out. Say bye to Bev. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, that's right. Uh, If you want to support this show, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash ears up. That is the best way. Uh, Sign on for as little as two bucks a month, which is like a quarter a show or something like that. And you can help keep the lights on over here. And, uh, you know, we're we're pushing some big stuff in 2021, man. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, We might have a third unpaid intern. Uh, coming up here, which I'm very excited All about. All the as well. interns. Yeah, I'm really happy about it, man, for <laughs> so sure. Much well, I, I can't, I can't claim Brittany as an intern because she doesn't do anything. That's true. She just kind of like hangs out. She just has. She just gives attitude. <laughs> yeah. It's like whatever. She's here to keep you in check. I guess. I don't know. Do they get like That's a full time job? It's no. a full time job. Do they get credit, get credit, credit at, the at some store? sort of university or something <laughs> for this? Uh, no. Well, so Maddie, who does our social, you know, just gets experience in the social sphere. And Brittany, I think, realized the scam long time ago, and so she bailed. And <laughs> she stopped working. Yeah. Um, is Maddie is Maddie going for her master's now? I have no idea. Okay, I thought she was in fashion photography. <laughs> hey, she does a good job. She she does a good job. I, she looks like an influencer. Yeah. I Which, don't follow the, yeah. any, but she looks like what I see on like the news articles. The news? What <laughs> news are you reading? Dude, my news feed is what? so messed up. What news are you reading that you're reading oh, articles of influencers? It's just Google. It's Ooh. it's just Google news feed, and like every other one is like. Uh, Al Jazeera writes about uh, the wave of influencers. No, all, I would say every fourth story is about an influencer, and I'm like, I've never in like I've I don't follow any influencers. I don't care, but I have clicked on some of them because they're kind of clickbaity, and then I want to know. So, and then I want to know, and that's where they get you. <sighs> that's well, how they get you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a we had a listener write in. There, she was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, uh, do you have any unpaid internships or whatever?" She said, but she said the keywords "unpaid", unpaid. and "intern." I'm like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> As a matter of yes. fact, here's everything I need, and I haven't heard back. So I feel like I inundated her with all the stuff I just don't want to do. But um, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, so we should be able to do some cool stuff this year, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. But anyway, Patreon.com/slash ears up. That's where you go. Um, speaking of Eric, if you guys are going to Walt Disney World anytime soon this year or next year, I mean, I don't really know, uh, go to Conti Ears. Go to ContiEars.com. The people over there will help you plan your vacation if you need that kind of help. If you don't, well, you can just buy park tickets from them. That's fine, too. But if it's going to be your first time going to Disney World, like like Bev's first time will be here and uh, mm-hmm. coming up in nine months or whatever, then Conti Ears will definitely help uh, people like you navigate the parks, figure out how to do uh, reservations, figure out what's needed from you to be safe and keep others safe in Disney World, the best places to stay, all kinds of stuff to do 
while you're there that maybe isn't park related. Maybe it is park related. Who knows? The sights to see, all the fun stuff. Um, Concierge.com, help them out. Uh, by letting them tell you where to go, let them push you around. That should be Eric. That should be your slogan. Let us push you around. I'll I'll work on that. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. pitch that at the next meeting. Well, and then and then um, I'll buy my ticket through you. And I'm like, well, I'm in my my scooter. I'm waiting for Eric from Concierge to push me around the park, and he's That's not doing. That's what it. I wanted. Yeah. So. It's an electric scooter. Just go yourself. I need you to <laughs> sit on my lap and push the button. That's what I want. <laughs> Anyway, you can go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Coveyers. We have shirts and masks and um, some stuff over there. That's kind of fun. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, okay, I think that was it. Oh, yeah, feedback. You guys all know the things. I don't know. You can say hi, hi. to Bev uh, at, a, at an email address somewhere. But you guys all know that. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let me. Get I my... thought that was a giant lint roller. Let me get my news juice going. <laughs> It's not a lint roller. That's just me. Uh, the 21st season is ready for the fall. Jesus. Let's <laughs> start over. This, this, is is good the, this is the 21st season of 2020. That's true. So, Nevada. Yeah. Really good. Sully, I'm sorry. Don't fire me. The 21st <laughs> Amendment is ready for the fall season with their latest release, Hell or High Mango. Hell or High Mango is made with real fruit and is sweet, slightly tart with tropical floral flavors and aromas. It's a perfect beer to enjoy during this fall time of year as the colors and the seasons change. Behind all that great mango flavor and aroma is a wonderful wheat beer with its biscuity, light bready notes, and at a mere 4.9%, ABV is even more enjoyable. And now there is also Hell or High Pomegranate out. So I think, uh, I think Hell or High Mango sort of goes away and makes, new, makes room for the, for the pomegranate, but I'm, uh, there's probably still mango out there. So definitely look for the mango because it tastes good. Uh, it's delicious. Definitely look for the pomegranate, too, because, uh, you know, that's like a, what, a little maybe uh, kind of a grenadine wheat beer. Sounds good to me, man. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, it's available across the country where 21st Amendment beer is sold. And definitely uh, support our sponsors, please, because they uh, contribute to help keeping the show alive and all sorts of stuff. <clears throat> all right. So here we go. We're going to do the 2020 year in review. What? Feedback? Uh, do we have any? We have lots. We, we haven't had feedback for I years, know, so I don't know. I'm, I'm thrown off. Sorry. We got, we got tons. Do we have any feedback? We do. Okay. All right. The first one is uh, from Joanne. Hello, all. Joanne. Fabrics here. <laughs> Thank you for the history of Disneyland Castle. I was doing everything I can to hold back my laughs and tears. It is hard, especially when you are at work. Thank you for always providing history that is always informative and funny. You are all simply wonderful. Oh. Love you all. We will be heading to Walt Disney World around early January, staying at the Coronado Springs. We're so excited. I know it's a risk, and I'm willing to take it. Okay. This is a good time to go for us, and we need a break away, or I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Look, I feel you, Jan. I, Fair. Yeah, I get you. Cross fingers. Jan. We, <laughs> cross fingers we get to ride Rise of the Resistance. I am hoping, since we are only there for a day at Hollywood Studios. I know you are all Disney Disneyland bound. Is there anything? Um, is there anything that you'd suggest for us to do? Maybe Jeremy can chime in. Any input would be great. Yeah, Jeremy, Eric, you can both uh, maybe give Joanne here a couple, maybe two points to, to, to hit over there. Well, Joanne, starting tomorrow, 
January 8th is the Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts. I like how Jeremy puts his big boy voice on when he's like going into radio guy. Yeah, he's like marketing for <laughs> he rem- Disneyland. Yeah, he's he re- sort of like- reminds me of, of me when I gave it, uh, when I cared. He's like, uh, yeah, you know, so I'm, uh, well, the uh, tomorrow, grab your galoshes because it's going to be raining opportunities for you. Uh, and, uh, so that's something not to miss. (laughs) Taste your way around a world of art at Epcot. Um, and then I would also say, I mean, she's going to go to Hollywood studios, but my thing is, uh, animal kingdom has become a park. It's almost the number two park you need to go to. It's, it used to be the last on the list. And now I think it's up there. It would have been my last year. With it's well, with Pandora. with the uh, introduction of Avatar Land, mm-hmm. um, plus, I mean, it just has great thr- thrill rides. The theming's amazing. That's the park. I mean, just go to Animal Kingdom, it's so great, and there's wow. nothing else like it. You can go to a Magic Kingdom style park in California, true, but true. you can't go to Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Eric, what about you? What say you on this? Well, since Joanne is staying at uh, at uh, Coronado Springs. Uh, visit even if you're not staying in the Grand Destino Tower, the main the main tower at the center of the property. Uh, visit there because uh, both bars in there are excellent at the Grand Destino Tower. Um, and visit Barcelona; it's a great bar, really really cool lighting, really great atmosphere, and a big big gin bar. Lots of types of gin to try and gin drinks. Then you head upstairs to Dahlia's, which is um, it's a it's a cooler aesthetic more yeah. more blues and grays and there's a great view off the uh, the patio there where you can see um you can see hollywood studios and if there were fireworks and spectaculars going on you mm. could watch them from there but you can't because they don't have those right now dahlia is where you get cut into four and left <laughs> um well that's cool there you go Jason. joanne that's was that was that off color? It was an off color remark. I'm sorry. It's I like, well, it's like Eric a- said that there's no nighttime spectaculars, and he's right about that. But here's the thing that has changed that that has changed the dynamic in the parks is that people are getting out of the parks early. So as soon as oh. sun sets five six o'clock, yeah, the parks are really emptying out, whereas they used to build in the oh. evenings after dinner time. True. So you can get you know even on the most crowded days by seven o'clock. Um, I don't know what her dates are because the parks are going to reduce their hours again later in the month. But um, right now, when they're still open till nine o'clock, seven to nine, six to nine, you own the place. Really? Oh yeah. I, I mean, she's at yeah. early Jan, so she could just be there now. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, I see Joanne tomorrow at Epcot. You should ask her a bolt of her finest fabric. <laughs> oh, uh, well, that sounds cool. Is there anything else, Taryn? Uh, that's all from Joanne. She just said thank you all. Truly wonderful people. Very nice. The next one is from Diana. I'm writing to defend Disneyland's nighttime holiday spectaculars. Uh-oh. I think, sitting in the studio, you all missed some of the magic. Mm. I fully acknowledge that some of the music is cheesy and those voices sound a bit creepy. However, <laughs> remember the context. First, you're staring at the castle. So that old lady voice reminds you of a fairy godmother or one of Sleeping Beauty's fairies. Second, you are so happy to hear those first sounds of the show because it's not that man's voice saying due to high winds in the atmosphere (laughs) and canceled. That's fair. Okay. All right. 
Also, you've been standing there, trying not to eat all of your popcorn or drink all of your hot chocolate, and listening to that same man saying, ladies and gentlemen, in just 30 or 15 or 5, you will experience, you know. Finally, remember that these are geared, at least in part, to children. So the sudden <laughs> darkness and the mellowed voices gets them ready for something amazing. Also, a great part of the joy in these holiday spectaculars is that you're there with your family. Maybe your only trip to Disneyland all year or your first trip during the holidays in a few years and seeing how amazed the, the kids are by the magic of it all. Each year that we've been able to take the kids, they grow so much that it's like a new magical experience for them every time. So a great part of the joy is just seeing them take it all in. There really is no other experience like Disneyland's perfectly coordinated fireworks and music display. Lastly... Yeah, but Diana, that's for people with emotions. <laughs> emotions that aren't rage or sleepiness. <laughs> Lastly, I was actually in DCA the first of their uh, the first year of their World of Color holiday show, and while looking back, Josh Gad is so hard to take. Frozen had just come out in November, so it was still novel. My favorite part of the show was when Too Let It soon. Go came on. Well, it's overplayed now, then it was new and so loved that we could barely hear the audio from the show because the entire audience was singing. It was, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it, Sorry. Was, <laughs> it was simultaneously hilarious and yeah. endearing uh -huh. and gave Aww. us all a sense of warmth and community, which I can totally understand. Well, that is that is very... Uh, uh, look, man, our, our hearts have been <laughs> gazed at by Medusa. You know what I mean? Like, it's just stone in here. I feel like my mother-in-law wrote this, like, this is Darlene Moore. Like, this is the nicest letter feedback, ever, like, yeah. Ever. I feel like you're incorrect on ever. several points, and here they are. Emotion, emotion, emotion. You all lack emotions. Uh, Except it's delivered in the kindest way. Of course. Yeah. So no, she I mean, I would say, as that was the, I, that's the show I did, I, I wouldn't yeah, pick this a is topic your feedback. of... I, w I wouldn't pick a topic if I didn't love them. Like, ultimately, at the end of the day, I love the shows. I just also yeah. love picking on them, and it's fun. And, <laughs> you know, you know, it's just fun to kind of, like, out of context, make fun of them. But, of course, she's absolutely right. I mean, they are geared, geared towards children. Um, I don't know if I can quite agree with the sing-along. I, uh, I thought it was crowbarred in and a Band-Aid for what could have been better show. You, just throwing in a sing along. I think it's. I think it was cheap. What you what you uh, just said reminded me of a line. So I watched the. I watched. I'm dumb. I listened to last year's 2019 year in review, and the line that stuck out for me in that whole entire show was Jeremy saying, "Never underestimate Bob Iger's crowbar." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that applies right now. Uh. True. Yeah. Anyway, oh. go go ahead. Uh, uh, whatever your name is, you're not you're not Jeremy. You're Taryn. Yeah, I'm, yeah no. that's me. Um, I think she's she concludes. I think with the parades and shows, it's hard to listen to the audio and really recapture the feeling that you have in the excited crowd when you see the performance live and share the experience with family, friends, and your kids. As long as there isn't a doofus with his kid on his shoulders in front of me, these shows are the one instance that I don't mind the crowds. See you in the parks, Diana. And and that's fair, but I've never been I've never been a parade dude. Yeah, I've you never don't been. Like them. Yeah, so I just uh, so I automatically you know duty on them. So yeah, you don't, I don't even really, like fireworks, yeah. which is so weird. I know because so I've strange. seen they they explode in the sky and like that's cool, man. I've I've seen them. 
and uh, the show doesn't really change. When but they're we like, go. They're, but fireworks are like magical. You see, they're it, not magical. You... They're literally it's just it's science. They explode it's in the what? sky. Science. They get everything is science, right? Yeah. So it's not. Therefore, it's not magical. Nothing is magical. I would rather go ride rides. That's just me. <sighs> but maybe it'll be different with uh, Alice. Magical is not about how it's done. It's about how it makes you feel. It makes exactly. me exactly. It makes me feel scientific oh my god <laughs> what do you feel when you see that light who is it the dog up in the thing in the cupola of the haunted mansion look yep, jeremy that's it's, it. it's yep. zero. Oh, zero. <laughs> remember but i don't get all melty for zero you know what i mean chair, I just... chair, chair. see that that's zero <laughs> who's zero? Oh yeah when they do the layover they have the thing <laughs> that's right i do remember that now um it's yeah, but that's more of just pointing something out for the first time. Could you imagine if we pointed it out to you a hundred times, would you still go like, yeah? Oh, but no, we're gonna point it out every single time. Well, now, now we're going to, yeah. <laughs> Any more feedback? Yep. Oh my god! Oh, I told Lord. you. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> it sure does. This is from Marie, and this might be one of my favorite feedbacks we've ever gotten. Hey everyone! It just says fart a hundred times. <laughs> fart. I don't know why. <laughs> It doesn't say fart. Oh, okay. Hey, everyone. The it de- should. The December show should have come with a warning. I started listening to the show during my commute home after a stressful day at work, which is basically the story of every nurse in the country right now. Ooh, yeah, man. Thank you for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's about 20 minutes in. I had to turn it off. I don't know if you guys have ever been on Highway 17, but it's not the kind of road you should be driving while laughing until you cry in Se- the dark. 17 is between Santa Cruz and like San Jose, right? Yes. It's like notorious. It's windy through the redwoods. It's notorious for uh, accidents. Yes. Yep. It's a two-lane, windy-ass road that's uh, pretty much a major commute artery now. Yeah. It's yeah. super it's, dangerous. It's really yeah. gross. It's, it's a always gross, been very dangerous, too. It's a beautiful commute, but it's very, very not... You need to pay attention. It's like two lanes and everyone goes really fast and it's weird. But she says you should not be driving on that while laughing until you cry in the dark in the rain. From No. True. (laughs) Turn your your headlights on, though, first of all. Let's be (laughs) safe about this. (laughs) From from picturing Taryn digging through the vomit backpack to prepay (laughs) for her cab ride home. To Jason's blue cheese sprinkles, I was dying. Yeah. It just wasn't safe to continue my commute listening to you all last night. So I finished on my way in today. So good. Wish I could have been in the chat that night. Anyway, thanks for the hilarious content, you guys. You definitely turned my week around. And in case you guys didn't catch that, she's actually talking about the secret show for December. That was that was secret show stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Cool. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. If that. you want to know what Marie is talking about, <laughs> there you go. Go join Patreon. That's $12. Right. <laughs> $5 a month is you get oh. a secret show, but $12, you get a lot more. So you're absolutely right, Eric. You should join at the $12. $15. <laughs> That's right. Well, we do have $800. a $100. We have a $30 level if you guys really want to, you know, if look, if uh, Christmas was good to you, give me some of Nana's money. <laughs> do you take cash? <laughs> Because... Some of her pension. Yeah. Is that it, Taryn? <laughs> that is all. Are you done showering accolades onto us? That is... Onto me, specifically? That is it. All right. Well, that's good. Well, okay, here we go. We're going to start off with 
the 2020 year in review. And uh, like last year, we all have what we uh, what we said for the for the previous year, right? So uh, we're going to go through that, and it's going to be a, a fun time. So uh, you know, grab a box of wine, we'll crack a celebration ale if you're lucky enough to still have some, and, uh, and and join us in celebrating 2020, the year that shouldn't have been, but unfortunately was, and we have no choice. <laughs> Um, so I think last year Jeremy went first, but I think I want I want the new kid. I want Eric to start first. Uh, oh wow! <clears throat> wow, put coaches him on the put spot. me in. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, look, you know I uh, the scouts said that you did pretty good. <laughs> I signed you for a reason. Start earning, start earning my accolades. Uh, the biggest Disney winner of 2020. Now, of course, you don't have um, you know predictions from 2019, but that's you will overlook this uh, oversight. I mean, we can just pretend. I probably said something in the car. Funny to the radio, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Who's something your biggest like Disney uh, winner of 2020, Eric? Walt Disney World itself. Ah. It's it's gearing up for the 50th anniversary. Disney has been pumping money into it all year <clears> long, <throat> even, with, even with the closure, still putting money into it. Uh, big attractions coming. And uh, desperate Disneylanders really need to fix, so they're going there in droves. Um, everybody's going over to the big parks, so they're they're yeah. still doing this work. Yeah, some of it's changed, some of it's coming off of the block, but Tron's still happening. This uh, Guardians coaster is still happening. Um, uh, someday, maybe we'll be able to see all the way through Epcot without seeing walls. But you know, it, it, there's that it's it's still getting the money that it that it deserves for some much needed uh, new attractions. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to jump in real quick because that was my answer as well. Walt Disney world, uh, people who never would have considered coming from the West coast to the East coast are going and falling in love with the parks that are there. Um, they're getting, they're not doing what they're doing in California where you're traveling to a park simply so you can shop. They're actually getting the actual Disney experience of riding amazing attractions. So, um, I so I, I will jump in right there. Yeah, Walt Disney World is definitely the winner of 2020, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah ahead, that's Terrence. a good point, Terrence. That's, I mean, not to get too businessy here. No, in, into the travel biz. No, but that, no, that's a lot of calls we get. Is <laughs> is hey, I'm I'm a dis. I, I go to Disneyland. I want to go to Walt Disney World. I got to do something. How do we do this? Yep. Nice. And I, I might as well jump in as well because I had the same answer. I think also Walt Disney World, although I had a little bit of a different reason. Mine was for literally just being in Florida because Florida allowed them to open their doors during yes, all of they this. They don't care. And, and yeah, they don't, they don't care. So I thought um, that Disney was the biggest winner for being lucky. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, look, man, I had uh, Disney World um, in as well because wow. they're the only domestic park to stay open. Yeah, <laughs> through all this mess. So uh, I think that I mean they are that is the biggest Disney winner, man. Because without that park, we would just we would I don't know have riots. I mean, people like <laughs> friends that I know on Facebook are like, I'm so upset. I can't go to Disneyland. I'm gonna leave the state, and I'm just gonna. It's like God. Oh, it's just a theme park, bro. <laughs> Chill. Yeah. Um, but you know, in Disney World, you can you can still. Uh, you can still hammer it out. Uh, Bev, why don't you go next? Just because. Okay. Um, I did not choose Disney World because I thought everybody was going to choose Disney World. <laughs> well, what gave you I that was... idea? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I actually put the biggest Disney winner is Disney Plus because I think Whoa. Disney, a lot of people are holding on to Disney Plus throughout quarantine and through 2020 when they probably would have gotten rid of it had they been able to leave their house. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what did you have? What did you guys have? Well, we didn't do what we had last time, but I guess maybe it doesn't matter. Jeremy, what did you have for uh, the biggest Disney winner of last year? My biggest Disney winner of 2020 is Robin Lopez or Rolo. Rolo <laughs> is a basketball player for the Washington Wizards who oh. hails from North Hollywood, California. Rolo became an instant hit with Disney fans this summer when his love for Disney could not be contained as he spent several weeks in the Walt Disney World bubble where the NBA finished off its most recent season. Rolo was tweeting everything from himself watching the resort TV channel in his room to snacks in his hotel quick service. He tweeted pictures of himself in golden ears on July 17th. In a throwback photo of himself at the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, he tweeted the image of Chernabog, which he knew who that was, housed in the Contemporary Hotel where he was practicing back to basketball in a makeshift court. He's a true fan. He's unabashed. Rolo is the biggest Disney winner of 2020. <laughs> who was wow. your, who was yours uh, last year? Whoa. Uh, that actress who plays the evil queen from That's Snow right. White in Disneyland. <laughs> That's right. And she went viral. Yeah. Bev, what was yours she from was last great. year? I want to I want to just, you know, do a, a quick recap for before, you know, when we go through these categories. Just cuz it's fun. Mine was James Gunn. <laughs> That's right. Taren? He did win last year. Taryn, what was yours? I don't have it open. No, mine it was, it was Baby Yoda. Yeah, oh, yours yeah. is Baby Yoda. I, I almost put that again this year cuz yeah. I still think it's so good. Mine was Bob Iger, Terrence. Uh Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Mm. Uh makes sense. Eric, you didn't have one. Yeah. Loser. Um, okay. <laughs> we should do that for every category. Yeah, Eric did. Yeah. Oh, loser. Uh, <laughs> uh, biggest Disney loser of 2020. Eric, who's your biggest Disney loser? Uh, briefly. Briefly. Not not all year, but briefly. Clickbait news sites. Ah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's I mean, right. there's, e- there's not even construction. They can't even post. Like, they put another board on mm. that wall over there. Patron. <laughs> like, they did something today. There, there's a worker. That there, is there's true. nothing. Yeah, that yeah. is true. But That's they really good. Some of them were working on it. Some of them were trying. They would just go like, oh, "Should um, uh, should Autopia be moved to Legoland?" <laughs> true. Yeah, you just go into more <laughs> wild conjecture. Yeah, uh, Terrence. So uh, I originally said Disneyland as a biggest loser, just from all of the money being lost. But I changed my mind and I actually will completely disagree with Beverly's biggest winner. Biggest loser, in my opinion, is Disney plus Um, Disney plus in my opinion has shown itself to really not be necessary. Um, And it started with the $20 for a Mulan with no music and no Mushu. Uh, It was it, at that point, I started looking and saying, okay, I am not going to rent this movie. Let me look through what else I want to watch on Disney+. Plus. And I realized very quickly, besides The Mandalorian, there is nothing on there that I want to watch on any regular basis. Mushu was the, is the dragon? Mushu is the, the dragon. Eddie Murphy uh, dragon? Eddie Murphy, yeah. 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 Hey, Mulan, show me your feet! Um, that's my Mushu. Because Eddie Murphy <laughs> had the feet thing. Stop. Come on. It was funny. <laughs> what was yours last year? Mine last year was <laughs> Galaxy's Edge as well. <laughs> the biggest winner in biggest <laughs> There we go. All right. Uh, nice. Taryn, biggest loser. And don't say me or I'm 
Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to hard agree. Not for this. Uh, not for this one. Um, the employees. Mm. Oh yeah. They yeah. they started off not making a living wage, and now they're not making anything. Um, I can't a hundred percent blame Disney for this. No. I mean, we it's, used to. I used to love doing that. Yeah. And then now it's like as this drags on, it's like uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of just not getting help from various government agencies and things. But you know, they didn't have many options, especially at this point. But I do sort of feel like they could have probably furloughed them a little longer than just like firing them. I don't know. Anyway, hard to say. Big time losers. <laughs> big yeah. time. Um. Well, going in that order, my biggest Disney loser, and I don't mean it in the sense that like people lost out, like you mean the employees, right? I mean like like, like a, L, like L loser. loser, Bob Paycheck. Oh yeah, is the biggest <laughs> Disney loser. He got promoted and then pushed back into the shadows, so Bob Iger could what lay off a bunch of people or. Uh, he was blasting the California government for keeping theme parks closed when the reality was and still is that COVID is exploding here and we don't need the added influx of people to the area. Then he said he would keep Disney World at 25% uh, capacity indefinitely and then totally changed his mind without telling anybody that he has changed his mind. So Bob Paycheck, the biggest loser. Um, and last year for me, honestly, it was casual Disneyland fan. Mine last year was Disney Plus, so I'm with you, Terrence. Oh, see, there you go. Um, um, mine, Bev, also was the Disney employees for all the same reasons. And then last year, sure. Oh, anybody excited about the Aladdin live action? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And then Taryn came back with so nobody. <laughs> all right, Jer. Can you still hear me? I see I'm frozen again. Yes, we can sit here. You're good. good, baby. I didn't want to do this so early. Ooh. Uh-oh. But this uh, is the order we go in. Hot this takes. is the order, baby. Let's Uh-oh. go. Let's go. My 2020 biggest loser is Imagineering. Oh! Spicy takes. <laughs> Have some more wine, Chair. I've gone off on Imagineering and I'm not done yet. First of all, Running around to every castle with a can of pink paint is not the answer to your problems. Kim Irvine. That's true. Upon yes. the reopening of Walt Disney World in July, eager guests were greeted with views of their beloved Cinderella castle that now looked as though, to quote Steel Magnolias, it had been hosed down with Pepto Bismol. <laughs> Pepto Abysmal. <laughs> Second in the castle department is the frightful reimagining of the Sleeping Beauty Castle at Hong Kong Disneyland. Originally, this park boasted a nearly identical castle to that of Walt Disney's original that can be found at Disneyland in Anaheim. But the boundless hubris of today's Imagineers (laughs) told them that they could improve on the very work of Walt's own Imagineers. And so began a misadventure in redesigning the castle. What emerged is a design salad hodgepodge of aesthetics that deliberately combines 13 different Disney princess styles into one towering calamity. Hong Kong, as if it didn't have enough to deal with, now has a soulless, garish, cathedral to lousy artistry hovering over its massed crowds. Go off, Imagineering wasn't done yet. (laughs) Now, with their sights set on Epcot and a new roller coaster attraction set to replace 
the prismatic mirrored trapezoid building formerly housing the universe of energy, they embarked on constructing a giant blue box to house the coaster. (laughs) Picture it. Sitting alongside the other truly imaginative architecture of future world, the shimmering Alucoban panels of the geodesic sphere of spaceship Earth, the glimmering arches of the former Wonders of Life pavilion, the celestial spheres of mission space, and the shining wheel of test track sits a giant square blue box. <laughs> this unimaginative edifice would be outclassed sitting next to the average U-Haul self-storage warehouse. Its appearance is a gruesome assault on guests as they survey the shores of Future World from the Promenade and World Showcase, a place we are meant to go to escape the mundane. One struggles to imagine a more offensive structure in a theme park. That is, until one shifts one's gaze just slightly lower to the most recent atrocity to befall our sad park. Like an oil rig that drifted too far from the Gulf of Mexico, (laughs) or a space satellite that has succumbed to Earth's gravity, only to land in the middle of a theme park. There, in the center of this picturesque lagoon, sits another alleged achievement of these so-called Imagineers. I refer, of course, to the collisionous fountain barge looming on these waters. Like a vandal, it arrived quietly in the night. Like the victims of vandalism, we discovered it with horror and sadness the following morning. Like a stain, it stubbornly lurks, obscuring the beauties we are meant to see. It's a bad solution to a problem that didn't even exist. The exact opposite of what true engineers create. I looked up the definition of engineer, and it is a skillful contriver or originator of something. These examples of what has been delivered unto us are more the work of unskilled connivers rather than skilled contrivers. The best part of this whole thing, Jeremy, is that you're not moving at all. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, God, I've never wanted to see you more and less. I like, am so animated right I now. I can't see you. It's, it's amazing. Uh, are you done? That's it. I, that is my takedown of Imagineering. I, I'm so angry. Go that off, King. Go off, King. That's bars right there, man. Damn, I'm telling dude. you. We should put that to music, Terrence. Yes. Can we follow that up? Holy crap. Damn, brother. Spicy. <laughs> I love it. Hey, they deserve it. Every single thing I said there is true. <laughs> That's you know? true, man. Uh, correct. Correct the Mundarino. Yeah. yeah. Last year, what did I say last year's biggest loser? Oh, the lady who got pissed on in the line at Animal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, that lady had That's, a tough year. That's right. <laughs> Here you are standing in line in the hubris of a urinator. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to imagine everything now. Is that (sighs) Um, okay? So then that brings us back to the next category, which is most boring. Eric, hit me with your most boring. Disney World. Oh, huh. So, uh, Brandy and I, my my wife Brandy, we're we're boring people, so it works great. there, there are no nighttime spectaculars right now. Uh, until this week, there's been no park hopping. Parks close early. You can't walk around while eating and drinking. Uh, you kind of just get stuck in your hotel room at night. When the parks close, you, Disney Springs closes early at 10. 
there's no nightlife. There's nowhere else to go. You go back to your hotel and hope that the bar that's open until midnight has some space. Uh, If there isn't, you just stop by the gift shop and you grab a can of Yingling, go back to your room and watch Mickey cartoons uh, (laughs) until you fall asleep. Attaboy. Just like just like when you were 12. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But how can it be your biggest winner and your most boring? I guess. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, Yeah, they're different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, Terrence. Uh, It's a tie. It's a tie with (laughs) Diz Twitter and Mice Chat. Ooh, as my most boring. Damn. And it, the, the the rumors, the speculations, the that we saw a person in Disneyland, and there's there were cameras there, and so they're filming something where they're going to announce the reopening of Disneyland. And yeah. oh my goodness, you look at this. There's a a new board putting being put up in uh in the Avengers campus, and the, <laughs> like I'm over it. I'm done. It's so boring at this point. I'm completely over it. Yeah. Agreed. And plus, I hate my chat, so. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Uh, Taryn. My most boring is Disneyland. What was it last year? What were these last year? We got to uh, remember, remember to do that because I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Last year was Pixar Pier, which I still stand I, by. I agree. Um, but this year, it is Disneyland. Okay. And not for reasons you would think, I, I think. Uh, this is for not providing anything in lieu of the park not being open. <laughs> right. Like, show us a live shot of Main Street. You know, show us the train going around the park. Do anything creative to show us that Disneyland still exists, even though the doors are closed. Like, th- right. this to me is just a, such a missed opportunity that it's boring. I agree. It is sort of like uh, the the crowd outside of Willy Wonka's factory. Yeah. You know, where it's yeah. like, you can't see anything. Nothing's happening, but we know it's there. We know things are going on behind the scenes. But, uh, yeah, we've talked about that dozens of times. You guys are, they're, they're literally missing an opportunity yeah. for money. Five bucks? Absolutely. For a live stream camera over Main Street all totally. day? I mean, honestly, like, I wouldn't even have thought of this except that so many other companies did it during lockdown you know the monterey bay aquarium you could watch dolphins swimming around like you could watch just that's boring but like (laughs) watching just main street being alive would would have been fun i would have paid five bucks uh my most boring is the mandalorian oh my god sorry but it really is grindingly banal and yes, I did have to look that up to make sure the definition was what I thought it was. But you have cardboard actors, plug and play feeling plot twists, story holes and leaps so massive they could fit 20 Sarlaccs. Big ass snooze fest. And I will, I swear to God, I will go to the mat with anyone on this. At me, get me on whatever podcast you have. I will defend my position eloquently. And with this little spittle working in the corner of my mouth as possible. The Mandalorian <laughs> is boring. It looks pretty, but it's boring. It's Paris Hilton in a, in a TV show. It just it makes no sense. It's fun to look at because you're like, oh, this is really beautiful. That's a good technology, and, and it looks real, and it looks cool, and you whatever. But the story is just like, talk about missed opportunities. It's so bad. It's so bad. I hate it. Most boring. Last year, my most boring was um, this show. No. Um, <laughs> wow. Disney merchandise. 
Oh, yeah, still. Yeah, because I think I was going off about like, well, 20% of the merch is like eh, viable. Everything else is just dumb. And actually, everything else in Disney merch is sort of like The Mandalorian. 20% of it is good, and then everything else is just sort of a ripoff of itself and uninteresting. That's right. <laughs> That's my sound for uh, I'm done. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, Bev, go ahead, please. So mine is um, it's a collective most boring for me in the year 2020. Beth's had a lot of scotch already. I can tell. <laughs> Beth's like, Beth's like Beth's basically on her bed right now. Yeah, anytime. Perhaps, I'm yeah, done. I'm like, I'm totally like started. My feet are like propped up. I'm reclining. Yeah. I'm holding my mic. Anytime Bev has to set up a thought, you know, she's had too much time to think about it, which means too much scotch. Well, because this is going to be offensive. Oh. Uh-oh. Mm. Just Star Wars. Star Wars is the most boring thing. Okay, so Bev is gone. <laughs> Do feel- not. That is so rude. Right, She's right. It's so boring. Oh, Jer- God. Jeremy's gone. <laughs> Jeremy does not have. A- you can't. You cannot. Yeah, no, talk Jeremy. About this. No, no. Jeremy cannot talk about this. But go ahead, Bev. Why are you saying Star Wars in general? <laughs> I just can't. Like I can. It's it's probably a personal thing. I don't. I tried i can't care i can't care about it so so you were you were texting me a couple weeks ago about what order you should watch the star wars movies in and i said just watch them in order one two three four five you don't need to watch them in no terrence you're gonna get yourself whiplash you don't need to watch them in in release order because in my opinion one two three sets up four five and six as being the, the the pinnacle of the star wars movie making thing how far did you get let me tell you how this went. Okay. I watched four, five, and six, and then was like, I should watch one, two, and three. Okay. So then I went and I watched one and two and a half, and <laughs> I was like, F this noise. I don't care. Hard pass forever. Yeah. And I was only watching it because I wanted to watch The Mandalorian. I wanted to see what the new hotness was about, but I couldn't care. The Mandalorian's better than they are, those. All you have to do to to understand the Mandalorian is watch uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep, that's the one with Boba Fett. Bo- Boba Fett. <laughs> First of all, Boba Fett. Bob, I love you. Boba Fett is better. If you if you, if you, if, you Fett. if you watch the new season of the Mandalorian, his Boba Fett. Yep, that's correct. I've I've seen episode one of season two. Yeah, and I was like. C- could this be good? No, it is. I, d- I know not. It's shut the, shut up, it Terrence. It's not good. It too. It is good. You it did... is good. Whatever. I, the person I was with was like, "Hey, that's Bubble Fat's armor," and I was like, Boba "That fat. would be Bubble Fat." Is that his new name? You've watched four, five, and six. <laughs> yes. Watch eight and nine, and watch Rogue One, and then you're good. No, oh God, that's exactly what Sam yeah. said. He no. was like, "The first three don't exist." <laughs> The, the well, first three don't exist. Number seven doesn't exist. Eight and nine oh, are no. And Rogue One is the spare, Rogue One's probably alert. the best Star Wars movie ever made. Is Shut seven the, the is seven the one with Harrison Ford? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually watched. No, no, he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that on an airplane and fell asleep. So I. <laughs> Watch the first thirty minutes and then the last ten. Here's why I suggested you watch them in in episode order is because I knew if you watch four five and six and you go to any to, to the left one two or three or to the right uh seven eight nine you will be bored 
No, what I was going to do was go. I my intention was to go one, two, and then watch four, five, and one, two, three, four, five. I was just going to rewatch. That's what you should have. Yeah, no, but I couldn't get through two. Right, because they're so bad. But four, five, and six make up for that. Anyway, four, five, and six weren't even good. No. Okay. Shut, shut your but mouth. It sounds like you've already invested 13 hours of your life on this. You got another eight to make up for it. Yeah, I mean, just go. No, no because they keep over. just pissing out new mo- new movies. Sorry, <laughs> it's not Titanic. <laughs> I, I would watch Titanic. I would yeah. I would rather watch Titanic back to back than that series of movies again. Shut up, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, I would rather. I would She's rather right. watch back to back in a theater uh, with a sing along. You're. Wow. I'd rather watch the 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 CBS made for TV movie in nineteen ninety six <laughs> called Titanic <laughs> that had uh you know Mary Lou Henner in it. You're the Star biggest Wars. dork. Correct. No, I completely agree with you. <laughs> uh Jeremy, what's your most boring? Oh jeez. And what was it last year? Last year it was riding smugglers run. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm. Similar experience to falling asleep on a plane, Bev. <laughs> uh, my most boring for this year is Disney vloggers. Ooh. Mm. They are the cockroaches of the Disney community. <gasps> Who watches this crap? They're usually harmless streams of electronic babble, usually nothing more than jerky footage of them sipping beers or eating the latest Disney limited time themed cupcake are normally annoying, but harmless. Did that trash can move five feet? Roll camera, (laughs) putting on my sneakers, action. That was until the pandemic arrived and the source for their content took a hit. What to vlog now? Well, back on March 21st at the onset of the pandemic, when Disney hotels were shuttered to the public, some vloggers, no more than nerds masquerading as journalists, saw their moment to shine. One such vlogger who, uh, well, I will... I'll let him stay nameless. Arrived on the scene at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotel to get the story. The Swan and Dolphin being unofficial Disney hotels operated by Marriott, but on Disney property was still open, albeit in a limited way on March 21st. But that's besides the point. This guy shows up and has a little run in with security guards who aren't in the mood for his vlogging antics. Here are some highlights (laughs) of that exchange. Jason, please play audio clip one. Oh, (laughs) jeez. What the crap? (laughs) We just want to find out why you're here. So I'm here. It's my job. I have a great relationship with Disney. I'm here to kind of cover what's going on right now because this is a historical event. I came. I didn't break any rules. I parked to just... I can't turn it off. It's a live stream, but I I will, you know, I can edit it later or whatever. It's fine. What's with the camera, though? So this is for my job. I do live streams on my YouTube. Right now, because I don't want to be on any film or any recording. Well, I'm not. Look, I'll turn it up because right, I have I have a great relationship with Disney and Swan and Dolphin, Perfect. both companies. I'm very yeah. good with. Yeah. Of course, if you're here to be uh, uh, a patron, we could obviously serve you. There's a Java bar. You could grab a cup of coffee, grab a sandwich. We have Al Molino. Everything is. I'm limited. very I'm it's very happy to to do that. I just felt like I was kind of being rushed out of the building and i didn't feel very welcome just Were now mm, yes <laughs> what a baby can you imagine I'm, i have a your... very good relationship with disney and swan and dolphin both companies this is my job right get over the yourself privilege. um this is my job uh, it was sort of the tone where it's like um this is my he's the what's the male version of karen chad there's definitely a chad <laughs> yeah 
Well, uh, he doesn't want to take ownership for it. He's almost job. he wants to say my boss sent me here, but he's yeah. not. Because right. he can't. Because it's his him. boss. Right. <laughs> wow. But that's the thing. Even his running with security wasn't that exciting. So that is why vloggers are the most boring. Yeah. Hmm. That's true. I, I, I have to agree with that. Truth. Truth bombs have been dropped. Uh, what was it last year, Jer? Riding Smugglers Run. Oh, that's right. You told me that, and I apologize. Yeah. Um, all right. Most underrated Disney attraction. I know that this it, it, it's hard because most of us uh, haven't been, but uh, you know, but we still know the attractions. We can figure something else out for sure. So, Eric, what's your most underrated Disney attraction, man? I, I don't think this has come up before because I doubt most of you have ever been on this, but living with the land in mm-hmm. Epcot's The Land. Yes. Pavilion. That's most underrated for you? Yeah. Oh, you're fired. I I really had to struggle with this. One. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it. You landed on the land. Yeah. It's nice. There's an animatronic goat. You can look at seeds. There's uh gratuitous um hidden Mickeys everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a tank full of tilapia. Cool. Love it. I, I honestly, I like, I can't tell if you're being serious or not. <laughs> it was enjoyable the last time we went on it because I hadn't been on it in a long time. But really, it is a very slow moving boat ride and there's not much to see. Bev, you got to go on it. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It's it's scientific. It was cool. In right. the Basically, <laughs> they just it, they tell you, do a walk. No, actually, do not do a ride through of it. I need you to experience yeah. it fresh. Um, because they basically tell you how to live off the land, and it's like, cool, but it's incredibly boring. But it's also one of those things that that's what Epcot sort of is. It's like it's like the last bit of Epcot. Yeah, yeah, it's really boring. It's like educational and boring. It's edu boring. You should totally do this. Shut up! It is Super not boring. boring. It's boring. I'm gonna change my most boring to whatever Eric says. <laughs> it's, um, it's a little boring. Terrence, go ahead, man. So most underrated last, last year. It was uh, Ariel's thingy. Um, But but, um, this year, just because of my response and reaction to it changing, I'm going to say Snow White Scary Adventures. So it's going from Snow White Scary Adventures. It was an original dark ride in Fantasyland. It is something that Walt rode on, and it actually is something that I ride every time I go to Disneyland. And it's completely changing to Snow White's Enchanted Wish. And yes, Beverly, I see your hand. Yeah. Aren't we on most underrated ride? <laughs> this is why I'm saying underrated. So I'm tr- I'm trying. Okay, I'm, I'm keeping up. Sorry, I just. It's fine. So I, I've realized that as a ride, it's, as a ride, it's kind of a walk by for a lot of people. If you look at what it is as a ride with um, being in the queue, seeing the Wicked Witch who comes out from behind the curtain, the the poisonous apple that you can put on and have the lightning effects go, and what the ride it was itself. Um, it, it's, a, it's really a great ride, and I feel as though it's underrated, at least for me, it was underrated because I didn't realize how much I actually enjoyed it until I heard all the things that were changing about it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that apple's gone. Yeah. I will say, though, it's not the original that Walt rode. Correct. It's not. It's not exactly the original that Walt rode because they had to add Snow White because people didn't understand that you were supposed to be Snow White. Well, and it wasn't called the Scary Adventures. That's true. That is well. True. More importantly, when they closed it in '81 to do the Fantasyland refurb, they tore it to the studs. 
Yeah. Oh, they did? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It was like, there's photos of it literally where there's no walls oh, and wow. yeah. no animatronics, no nothing. So it was just, yeah. it's all gone. This is the it went from her adventures to scary adventures from that at that point as well. Yeah, okay. it was Snow White and her adventures. Yep. Which Kim Irvine got incorrect in that video. You're right. <laughs> the wicked witch of Anaheim. Wow. Okay, um, who is next? next? Taryn, go ahead, please. Okay, so this is so random, um, but <laughs> my most underrated Disney attraction. The Bathroom by <laughs> Matterhorn. Basically the same. <laughs> the Canada Far and Wide Circle Vision 360. <laughs> 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 and is, that, is that like overrated to be underrated? I well, that's a that's a valid point. Thanks. But I so here's the thing: no one ever talks about it, right? So it's underrated. Um, <laughs> and and look, I I will admit there's not a whole lot to it. But for some reason, we went to all four parks. Yeah, and we did that for whatever reason. I think about that a couple times a month. Well, it was least. hosted by Martin Short, <laughs> which is February weird. February twenty third. Here I am thinking about it again. Like, I was going to say, like, weekly, and I was like, maybe it's not weekly. It's, like, two to three times a month. Like, I literally think about that 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 attraction. And it's so weird. It's not that fun. It's not that cool. No. But, like, it's kind of cool. You know what would be cooler? <laughs> Is if you could sit down and your seat swiveled around in any yeah. direction you wanted to go. But the hard part is, it's literally like you're waiting. Okay, so you, you wait in line for that ride. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Disney World freaks, but uh, you wait in line for that ride. You go into the theater, and it's a circle, obviously. But in the middle, instead of where like where you would sit normally, there's more barriers. Yeah, because you stand. Because you, you stand. Because it's so. So for those so that don't understand it, it's it's a 365 degree view yeah. of video. It's a circle, right? Where the seam meets, it's just, why, why is there a mirror image? Um, I was really trying to figure it out. I'm sorry. But it's like, you're so, you, so you have to, you're standing waiting in line and then you have to stand again to watch the thing. You're, they, they want you to stand twice. It's just a standing thing. Friggin There's Canadians. a rail to lean on. Yeah. Lean That's on my rail. On. When you come to the Canada Pavilion, I'm sorry, but just just and go I'll check show it out. you 365 degrees of video. Trust me, you're gonna think yeah. about it after that day. Yep, you definitely will. Twice a month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, my most underrated. Last year, <laughs> you guys gave me a lot of nonsense about this. It was the benches. <laughs> the benches. I wonder you. why. Get off my lawn. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, okay, so this year, the most underrated Disney attraction <laughs> is the bench. <laughs> you, you're not, you can't even go to Disneyland. How is that? Oh my Look, God. man, I'm going with last year's what? because of all of the things at Disneyland that I miss, which aren't much, to be honest. I don't miss Disneyland at all. I really don't. It's very sad. I miss the benches the most. You do not. I do. Sitting there, you You have you don't sit on the benches, so you miss you miss looking at them. Yeah, because it's the opportunity to sit and live my best life instead of instead of instead of rushing over to the next stupid ride with my dumb child. Well, then next time you should try and sit on a bench, and then maybe we'll believe you a little more. I would if I could, Taryn. (laughs) 
Wow. Most just underrated. Shove off the rocking chair in front of uh, <laughs> on Main Street. Just shove yeah. them out. That's yours now. The Palm Parlor. Um, that was my most underrated. Jeremy. We have the first tie of the evening. Oh, <laughs> Canada. The benches. Yes. No, um, <laughs> oh, I got really. My heart was full for half a second, and now yeah. I know what it feels like to be a human. Living with the land. Ooh, at Epcot. What? Yeah. Wow. This original attraction at Epcot still maintains the essence of the original <laughs> Epcot, a collective endeavor Terrence by that people magazine. for people with the hope for a better world. Here we have Epcot scientists in collaboration with the U.S. Department of Agriculture performing actual scientific research that is on display to guests in an immersive educating and entertaining attraction that frequently has a short wait hence it's underrated seasonal overlays a restaurant that overlooks the attraction a behind the scenes tour and a message of environmental sustainability all make this a dynamic attraction true to the original vision of epcot and still evolving yet relevant for today how you did a how, much better job than me how many um how many yeah he's like the golden fleece at the end of the thing that everyone looks up to how many <laughs> scientific things can you really be doing in a ride that never changes there's a lab there's a laboratory laboratory do you remember the fish laboratory yeah laboratory thank you fish and the upside down tomatoes yeah but but that's what i mean like the topsy-turvy has that covered the the tomato thing like what are we actually learning from the land if it's not if they're not updating it there's a laboratory what are they doing there are they doing actually anything? Yeah. Are they producing any, they any commodity? They said it in the, in the thing that they said what remember? they were doing. No. Oh, okay. Well, so you can't say, yeah. Jeremy, what are they doing in that? They're researching how to reduce pesticides oh. using aphids, flies, natural predators. Yeah, but that's been happening for hundreds of years. Well, we don't have the exact answer yet, dip. Um, all right, most overrated Disney attraction. Eric, I let's didn't go. go. Oh, Beth oh, didn't yeah. go? Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's, did I go? You I don't think you did. It's no. Star Wars. Oh, wait, no, benches. yours was the bench. The benches, okay. <laughs> you so, went. Beverly, and Jeremy and go ahead. Most underrated Disney attraction. Um, last year, I didn't have one because at Disneyland, I figured everything was packed, so nothing is really underrated. Fair. But Fair. That's a cop actually, yeah. I think great moments with Mr. Lincoln is pretty underrated. I think it's something everybody should see once. And I think a lot of people skip it because. <sighs> no, I, dude. I do think. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if they can say a ride about farming is good, why can't <laughs> I say. <laughs> That You're is absolutely valid. Like in the animatronics alone, like this really a ride about it's, farming. It's not entertaining <laughs> necessarily, but it is. It's cool. You're right. You're yep. right. You're something. Thank you. Yep. All right, BB. I think I disagree, but you're right. <laughs> sure. You call her BB? Yeah, BB. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just wait till September, Bev, because I'm going to be dragging you on that ride about farming. <laughs> Far- Jeremy, I, I kind of want to go back to Farm Simulator 19. <laughs> I got a, I got a, 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 an invoice full of corn. I got to fill. <laughs> I was gonna See, say, Bev should be, sh- never mind. Bev should be scared because what she doesn't realize is I'm gonna be all over her trip like stink on a monkey, <laughs> and 
she's not going to like it. But she's going to see all the good that stuff. Expression. Is that expression. That's an expression. I've never sure. heard that. I love it, though. Uh, Kramer said it at one point in Seinfeld, and I've never let it go. My but. So it's going to be us and my in-laws are going to be there also. And I just have a feeling they're going to adore you. They're just going to be like, who is this nice man taking us around? <laughs> they're gonna, love you. They're they gonna love you, Jeremy. They're gonna give him uh, most underrated and most boring. It's gonna be a tie. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so mean. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, go ahead, my friend. What's the most underrated Disney attraction for you? I already did it. Living with yeah, you, you, you skipped Farm. God, what are we doing then? You Beverly just took over us hosting. All right, now so, we're on to uh, overrated. <laughs> Why did I skip Bev? You accidentally skipped Bev. It's oh, okay. I'm sorry, Bev. Because you go last and you just assume that you're you're wrapping it up. Yeah, it's true. So we're on to uh, most overrated? Yes. Okay. Hey, Eric, most overrated Disney attraction. <laughs> Whoa. Let's go. I was falling asleep there. You That's woke me up. Right, man. Uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at the Magic Kingdom. Really? It's, uh, it's a two-hour wait. Oh, Even okay. now, yeah, it's uh, it's less than three minutes long. Uh, it's there's they're cool designs. I'm not a big fan of animatronics with the pro- projected face. Like, mm. just make a face that moves. Yeah. Okay, agree. Okay, right. Um, the projected face always looks a little little funky, a little off off kilter. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess it's a kids ride, so it doesn't matter that the exciting part lasts ten seconds and then you move through a dark ride in in a wag a wagon, but. Mm. Um, Slinky Dog Dash is a kids roller coaster that's exciting and fun for everybody. So it's yeah, I I wouldn't waste a whole lot of time going on that one. You know, I I, so, I sort of disagree with 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 categorizing things as kids rides versus not. And I know that that's not a, a direct comment on on you, but because that's what everybody does. But these are for everybody. These rides well, are the point of Disneyland. Yeah. Right. And that's what Walt was saying. So I don't understand like, well, it's just a kid's ride. So we have to understand that it's not entertaining for adults. Like, well, that it shouldn't, it, that's well, not the it's case. Failing at its it's, task. Right. It's never been the case. So it shouldn't be the case. I enjoyed seven doors, mind train. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with you that it's not worth two hours. No, but we got a fast pass and we oh, waited like go. 15 minutes or something. And I was like, wow, this is really fun. I really enjoyed it because the colors were so bright and everything was so weird and crazy and different. But, you know, um, yeah. Well, and true. also, let's be clear. I just won't wait for it. There is no, ri- it there's no ride that's worth two hours. No. No. I wouldn't. That's two hours of your Disney life. Like, yeah. s- just no. Would you wait two hours to meet Dave Matthews? Yes. Yes. No. No. Yes. I mean, yes. I, yes. I wouldn't wait two hours. To I would meet, wait ten hours to meet Dave Matthews. I wouldn't wait two no, hours to, to meet Steve Martin, and that's my Dave Matthews. I wouldn't wait two hours. There's no. You I got wouldn't wait two hours to no. meet Steve. Martin. What if he had a banjo with him? No, then I wouldn't wait an hour and a half. You are impatient. <laughs> yeah, then. I because I I value my time. I have other things to do, like moving How long on. Would you wait <laughs> oh, to sit on a bench that was occupied? Ooh, depending on the bench, like one of the ones. Um... <laughs> Shut up! They're all the same. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, uh, which bench? Well, oh I'm not going to tell you now. You told me to shut up. <laughs> Terrence, most overrated. All right, because this is all you can do. The most overrated Disney attraction is the attraction that people have found in going to DCA and Cal- and uh, downtown Disney just simply to shop. I know people 
who have driven from the Bay Area to go down to the parks just so that they could walk through downtown Disney and DCA, take pictures, and shop. Wow. That is ridiculous. That's pretty bad. Because yeah. it's not like downtown Disney is cool or well-designed no, or whatever. It's, no, it's not. It is not a destination. No, there's nothing Downtown there. Disney is never a destination. It is where you end up. You go to Uva. You go to you know ESPN Zone back in the day. Wow. You go to Earl of Sandwich. Ralph but it Brennan. is never a destination. No, I agree 100% wow. with that. Uh, Taryn. Mine is Splash Mountain. I don't care what the theming is. I don't care if it's Song of the South or if it's Tiana. The ride is okay at best. Wow, wow. that is uh, unpopular. But, I know, um, but that's how I feel. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like the most overrated Disney attraction is Snow White. And not in the way that you guys think, probably. Of all the attractions to get attention, why Snow White? It's overrated because of how many people were so vocal about the story or how scary it is or how eager Kim Irvine was was to get her claws on the the pastel paint cupboard. We could have had a very cool Q extension for Haunted Mansion with some Rolly Crump designs in it. And that's per our Rolly interview. I'm not spilling anything from any sources or anything. Um, But instead, that money was used to give us an enchanted wish that nobody ever threw a coin in a well to ask for. So Snow White, for me, is the most overrated because of the attention it's getting. It shouldn't have gotten that much attention. Hmm. Um, But last year, (laughs) my overrated was Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. It is overrated. It's really overrated, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Beverly, I'm not going to skip you this time, dude. Thank you. Um, My answer this year is the same as it was last year, which is still the cantina because I don't uh, think you should wait in line for blue milk. That, that or, they don't even sell or it alcohol or alcohol. I don't care. I'm not going to wait an hour to get, I'm not going to waste Disney time to stand around in a yeah. land. I don't want to be in, but you'll spend 45 a minutes. Mediocre drink or milk that has clearly oh turned. Well, yeah. they don't serve blue milk in there. You can no. get it at the kiosk down the road. So let's just yeah. uh, alleviate this Regardless, right So chill out, Bev. Yeah. Second <laughs> of all. Everything I think Bev says tonight, I'm <laughs> loving it. Um, I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel attacked. You're triggered. So you'll wait 45 minutes to ride Peter Pan, but you won't wait an extra 15 to sit down for two hours and get drinks? I will because... Peter Pan has a nostalgia effect on me that I can appreciate. Also, you can't um, I'm never happy about waiting 45 minutes. Like I always B I T C H about it. Yeah. But it's uh, okay. okay. Look, I won't wait 45 minutes, 30 minutes. If the line says 30 minutes, I'll get in it. If it's more than that, I won't get in it. Okay. Fair but enough. No, I don't think waiting in line for alcohol for look, I'm not trying to ever go back to star Wars land. <laughs> as it is look so. uh, look man uh, i think ogos was it's really cool i don't think it's worth for me personally waiting half an hour for it if we can get in in 15 minutes yeah that's cool but any more than that it's like uh, it just uh, doesn't really it doesn't really appeal to me but that's sort of my aesthetic with disneyland in general yeah i will be waiting in line i will be getting crunk and i will see y'all later no we'll just jump in line with you when no. you text us when it's time to come in nope no terrence got uh, the right answer right there I'd like a glass of crunk. 
Do you have a uh, 2021 crunk juice spec there? <laughs> What's the crunk of the day? <laughs> crunk du jour. Oh, that's the crunk du jour. Mm, I'll have that. That's I'll have that. that. that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Jeremy, most uh, overrated. Gideon's Bakehouse. <laughs> do you Who know that? about this? No. What is that? Apparently only I do. <laughs> yeah. That's how overrated it is. <laughs> but, well, here's the thing. Um, and this is no offense to the Gideon, the lovely people at Gideon's. Gideon's Bakehouse is a bakery here in the Orlando area with a uh, location put, in Winter Park, Florida. Do they put the Bibles in the hotel rooms? What does that mean? The Gideon's Bible? It's the Gideon's, they're a, they, yeah, they deliver Bible. Never mind. Okay, go. sorry. Good job, Jason. <clears throat> anyway, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it's because he doesn't understand pop culture references from 20 years ago. Are you in Florida right now, Jeremy? I am. I believe it's right. pronounced slow riding. Your house is beautiful. <laughs> oh, thanks. It, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, back Gideon. to the show. <laughs> God, your cord management behind your TV uh, leaves a lot to be. You know, he's whatever. always obsessed with my freaking cords. Yeah, mount the TV. Can we move? Put on? it on. Put it on the wall. Not okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the people, Gideon's. <laughs> Oh my god. What goes on in this in this thing? Um Gideon's Bakehouse, an Orlando area bakery that recently opened a new location at Disney Springs, immediately commanding waits of over 180 minutes Ooh, through frick. Disney Springs for a chance to eat one of their half pound cookies. Now, hashtag no, obesity. This is nothing against Gideon's. Okay, Gideon's lovely people. They make a great cookie. I can't wait to have one. Can't wait to Instagram it. But I don't know that opening up a location in Disney Springs merits a 180-minute wait for one of these cookies <laughs> when you could drive 20 minutes north to Winter Park and get the same cookie at their location there. So I'm going with most overrated attraction, but Gideon's, I still love you. Fair. Okay. Jeez, never heard of it, and that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't wait that long for food in general. But you, we've already established you won't wait for anything. Yeah, I won't even wait for you to finish that thought. Um, He's the, not going to wait for you to the get next, <laughs> Uh The next category, sad to see you go. Eric, hit us. I prepared a few for this, but since I'm going first, I get to be the first one to say Joe Rody. Ah. There oh. You go. Yeah, the the Imagineer who brought fame back to to Imagineers, the the probably the most famous since Tony Baxter. Uh, Joe Rody was the mind behind uh, the entirety of Animal Kingdom, uh, including the the addition of Everest after a few years and the the giant addition of of Pandora. Uh, he's been behind. He, the man is is worldly. He he comes off as somebody who somehow can travel the world and tell you that he's traveled the world and tell you amazing stories. And he doesn't come off like a complete douche. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. He's, he sounds like the coolest guy. He's the, the guy you want to meet. You want to get to know him and hear his stories. 
and he's gone before he fixed Tomorrowland. Mm. Who's gonna fix Tomorrowland now? <laughs> Kim Irvine? Oh, geez, I hope it's gonna so. be pink. Yeah. <laughs> if, can, exactly. Is there such a thing as pastel gray? Because she would find it in the color. Just leave wheel. it the same. But yeah, past, pastel gray. I like that. Right. You're onto something. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. man. Uh, well, I'm on to Terrence. Terrence, go ahead. Sad to see I, you go. I was going to say Joe Rody as well, um, oh, wow. but I landed on this. The tons and tons of cast members that lost their job. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's really sad. Um, and I will agree with what Beverly said earlier that you see people who go from a non-living wage to no wage yes, at all. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Taryn. Where sorry, whoever it was. It is what it is. Same. But what yeah, are you really, I'm really types? sad. And we know someone personally who lost their dream job with uh, with Disneyland during this whole thing. It's really sad to see that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Who is next? Taryn. Uh, well, so last year I said Epcot as we know it, um, and I still stand by that. But this year I am sad to see you go uh, Disneyland. Disneyland is in a coma, and it is sad to see. I do miss it. I think it's sad. It will come back alive, I, I, I think. Um, I think yeah. it'll all be fine, but it's in a coma, and I'm sad. True. Uh, last year I said uh, good times to go to Disneyland because there there are no more good times anymore, especially back then where there, there's no like um, down times is what I meant, right? Because like usually you can go from like October to February and that's a decent time to go aside from the Christmas holidays. But, you know, a couple of years ago that sort of stopped happening. Uh, but this year specifically, family vacations to Disneyland. Uh, because people in this country are too sensitive to wear a mask and contact trace, here we are. Uh, I bet Disney wishes they had built a park in Australia now. I'll tell you that much right now, because they're they're having a good time over there. But they, they're an island, so they can sort of police. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't miss Disneyland specifically, but we did have plans to go to Disneyland this uh, past year. So I'm I'm sad about about uh, not being able to to do those kinds of things anymore. Uh, Bev, go ahead, please. Um, last year, I said Cameron Boyce, who was just a young Disney kid actor who died tragically. Mm-hmm. This year, I agree with Jason, which is something I've never actually said, but my answer was trips to Disneyland. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. I don't like it. I want to leave this place. You want to take a shower right now? <laughs> uh, Jer, go ahead. <clears throat> well, last year, mine was Illuminations, and if you think I'm over it, you're wrong. <laughs> But there were a lot of things we lost this year. The Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, British Revolution from the UK Pavilion at Epcot. But after some deliberation, I decided to go with Matsuriza for my I'm Sorry to See You Go. This traditional Japanese taiko drumming ensemble was a staple at Epcot's World Showcase Japan Pavilion since their debut there in 1983. The seemingly ever-present drumming could usually be heard from other countries around the World Showcase Lagoon, and their presence on the first level of Japan's towering pagoda gave the pavilion a kinetic energy in addition to a traditional rhythmic sound. Victims of the lengthy closure forced on the resort by the COVID-19 pandemic, the group's final performance was on March 15th, the final day Walt Disney World was open before shutting down in the spring. Here is a clip of Mozzarella. Look at the Disney service here. Uh-uh. Not only is it that's the wrong clip. Well, look, I played it in order. Here it comes. Play the one called Mozzarella. Look, this one's called Mass. Okay, you know, <laughs> normally you have these things in order. 
It's fine. Here it comes. Sad to go. hear that goat, too. I like that. Yeah. All right. Very good. Okay, next uh, category. Enough already. Which, if you couldn't tell, Jeremy wrote this one. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, enough already. He, enough already, people who want Run Disney back. Get over it. <laughs> That's me. Shut up. Yikes. Oh, my God. 10,000 people crammed together for warmth for two hours, followed by two hours of running and heavy breathing is not a good idea right now. I don't care that it's outside, and I don't care that you have a subpar gator or bandana over your face. If it's so easy to breathe through, your droplets are loose. (laughs) Your droplets are loose. Sorry, doctor. Are are people wondering about this now? Still? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So we've got virtual races that that's what it's been any of the races that they still booked all of the races and they've given people an option to either go virtual or get their money back. And the diehards, the the true fans are keeping their virtual race and the diehards of the diehards, the diehard twos with a vengeances. They're the (laughs) ones going to Walt Disney World and still running the race virtually around the property so they're they're yeah. making their Are own you... marathon routes on back roads wow service roads they're gonna get hit by a car because they're running along Good. a back road at 3 a.m they should because they yeah. have to get their medal they have to earn their medal at disney world they can't oh, do it from well, home i see that you got the uh pandemic medal did you get it the right way because I personally <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I didn't yeah. know this. I hate that. I, I have will a never friend run who once a... said I have a friend who once said no one takes themselves more seriously than the amateur runner. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. You or the see Disney vlogger Twitter this week because this is the weekend. This yeah. this would be mar- marathon weekend here. They're still coming. Eric's exactly right. They're coming here. They, and they're, they're saying, come meet us. We're going to be walking around the boardwalk for nine hours until we get 26 miles in. Ugh. They're doing it on Saturday. And then you see these tweets of these people who are like, oh, this is a tough week for me. Normally, I would be flying to Disney to run the marathon. I'm like, yeah, you know who else is a tough week for? Nurses. People who are in the hospital, <laughs> yeah. the ICU. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Literally, Sorry. this today was the first day that the U.S. hit over four thousand deaths a day from COVID, and these yeah. people are complaining that they can't run <laughs> down a side Get street. Over it, go run, go run. You go have run. streets, go run, yeah, go Losers. run. There's forest. Sorry, you're right. I took that. I feel like I took that over, Eric. But you're absolutely right. I'm glad I set you up for a proper rant, Jeremy. (laughs) Terrence, enough already. Which is probably Jeremy butting in, but it's fine. So (laughs) last last year, my enough already was uh, price hikes for tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This year, it is live action remakes. Leave the movies alone. We don't need to see Beyonce and Lion King. We True story. We do not need a live action remake of everything. Leave the movies alone yeah. and come up with some original ideas. 
Agreed. Yes. Uh, Taryn. That actually was mine last year. Like, yeah. just stop with the live action. Uh, this year, um, it is stop giving these giant executive bonuses. Mm. Like, just stop. You're not paying your people a living wage. And two, you're laying people off. Just stop it. And I know their bonuses are smaller. Oh, how sad. Um, yeah. But just just stop. It's awful. Well, Bob uh, Bob Paycheck had to drop four of his wine clubs. <gasps> yeah. I'm, I made oh, that up. awful. I don't know. Um, mine last year of enough already was raising prices without giving us something in return. Mm-hmm. And specifically... This was, of course, referring to the booze in the parks because beers now are seventeen dollars or fifteen dollars or something like that. Drinks at Carthay were seventeen fifty, and it's it's the same booze, it's the same drinks, but they're three dollars more across the board, and that very much irritated me. But this year, the Star Wars spinoff machine. There are currently sixteen Star Wars spinoffs in planning right now. Yes, and here are the list of them. First of all, Star Wars Rogue Rogue Squadron is coming in 2023, (laughs) if I could say that properly. Are these movies? These are movies. These are movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think there's some some of them are TV series, yeah. Um, There's a a Star Wars movie untitled uh, by uh, Takia Watiti. Um, so that's coming in 2025 or 2027. We don't really know. Uh, Rian Johnson, who did, I think, The Last Jedi, he has a new Star Wars movie trilogy. So this is actually three movies. So this could Gross. even go up to 19 Star Wars movies. Uh, Kevin Feige has a Star Wars movie that's uh, going to be coming out at some point soon. We don't actually know. J.D. Dillard has a Star Wars movie coming out. Release date unknown. We have no idea what it's about. Uh, but that's happening to The Mandalorian Season 3. I'm going to throw that in there as well. Why not? The Book of Boba Fett, which is a spinoff of The Mandalorian series. It's a separate series from The Mandalorian that's going to be coming Disney Plus, The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to have his own Disney Plus series, so that's going to be happening finally at some point, I guess. The Rogue One movie is going to be casting a spinoff uh, called Andor, with um, you know one of the Diego Luna, which is reprising his role as Rebel Alliance spy Cassian Andor. Um, so that's fun. Rogue One. There you go. The Bad Batch is a Star Wars The Clone Wars spinoff series coming to Disney Plus this year, which is fun, I guess. Ahsoka um, was in The Mandalorian, Rosario Dawson, which I think she looked really close to the part of Ahsoka. She did really great. Um, she's going to have a spinoff series. Rangers of the New Republic is a spinoff series coming from the Mandalorian show. Lando is having a spinoff series that supposedly is going to involve not only Billy Dee Williams, but terrible actor Donald Glover. The Acolyte is a series coming after Mandalorian. A droid story is going to be following some droids. Star Wars Visions is a Star Wars anime series that's coming. We're having too much Star Wars after we were promised a pause on Star Wars content here we go we're back to the star wars money machine and enough already it's a great time to be alive it really is not uh bev go ahead oh gosh i like stopped listening to you for a while like put myself on mute talk to abby and then came back and you were still talking (laughs) yeah yeah welcome to (laughs) (laughs) in-depth I wasn't even trying to be mean to you. I just, there, that's ridiculous. Okay. So last year, that was hilarious. 
Yes. <laughs> Last year, my answer was stop making live enough already with live action remakes. This year, it's stop making <laughs> television series. Stop making sequels to movies as television series. Stop giving characters mm. spin-off TV shows. Mm. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No one cares. Jer, speaking of no one caring, Jer. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> last year, mine was taking pictures inside of Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> it, enough already. You're not original. Nobody cares. I remember that. I heard it like five hours ago. Yeah. This year, it is enough already with this Epcot overhaul. Oh, yeah, you're very It's mad. been going on forever. So here's the thing. Last week, I had some friends in town. I was like, we're going to Epcot. We go to Epcot. Doubt we're it. walking in. It's all torn up, right? Like, it's all just, it's just torn up. They've t- they're tearing down everything. Every, they're blowing everything on this, right? So that everything's wrong. You walk in. We're walking, walking. After 20 minutes, my friend looks at me. He goes, you know... We've been walking for 20 minutes. All I see is concrete. Like, when are we going to get, like, in? Like, when it, when does it happen, the park? <laughs> but that's that's Epcot. That was my experience, too. No, it's, no, it's worse now. It, really? It's, it's a maze. Ugh. And was, this is the thing. That would upset me. Like, not everyone goes to Disney all the time. Some people go once every year, once every five years, ten years. And for many, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And it got me thinking, wouldn't it be better to have a long-term five or 10 year plan with incremental improvements each year, rather than announcing this $1 billion blow your load all at once overhaul, and then let the park sit stagnant for 20 years. First, you'd keep the park constantly changing. There'd be reasons to come back year over year. Second, financially, you spread the costs out over time. Third, if some catastrophe comes along, like a huge economic downturn or a global pandemic, you aren't caught with your pants down having to backtrack on the whole thing while half your park is ripped up, ruining the guest experience for two plus years. You've saved, you have some money invested, you put off a couple projects, life goes on. This kind of happened at the millennium. They invested all this money and then the park more or less got nothing for 20 years. There's no strategic vision. It's all flailing reactionary movements like a big, sick animal. So while I like some of the things they've announced, it's dragging on. The park is a shambles. The guest experience has gone to hell, and they're backtracking on a lot. It's a disaster. Enough already. Dang. Jeremy's got opinions. Good job, Jeremy. I guess I should write these out beforehand. (laughs) I have to come in because I'm reading, and it's like, it's too much. (laughs) No, it's It's great. It's too much. It's great. All right. Uh, uh, well, you know what, man? I look. I agree with you, and that's the hard part, is because I do agree with you on that. And it's, um, but how else is Bob Iger going to get a sixty-five million dollar payout like he got last time? Yeah, I guess so. We talked about that. I think honestly, I think Kyle talked about that when he was on. Um, <clears throat> is that they're just trying to chip away and chip away at the uh, making everything a little more easy to do. Um, you know, versus uh, putting the guest experience first. You know, it's easier just to do it all at once. And it also takes longer now. Whereas like when Walt was around or whatever, shortly after, you just sort of like, oh, here's the thing. Let's just do this thing. Walt greenlit everything. But now there's committee after committee. It takes years for projects to happening. Right. Anyway, go ahead, Darren. I don't have anything. I was going to say best Disney dollar spent is next. Oh. 
Sorry, I was uh, distracted. I was looking for a clip to play to be funny, and then um, you took a breath, and I thought you wanted to go. So it's my turn. Here we go. Let's go. I'll edit this out. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. The best Disney dollar spent. Eric, go ahead. Concierge, your magical vacation concierge. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I got a real one. Oh, okay. I was like, that's (laughs) fine, I guess. I don't know. Hey, it works. Yeah, he's wasting his his wish. Um. These are all wishes, right? Yes, these are wishes. Yes, you're in a dream oh, right now. Yeah. Oh, all right. It's better than last night with all the bees. <laughs> uh, Tables in Wonderland. Most people do not know what Tables in Wonderland is. Even Jeremy didn't know what Tables in Wonderland is. <gasps> I mentioned it to him, right? The room. Correct. The air sucked out of the room. Right. <laughs> it's your Walt Disney World magical booze discount card. What? Why didn't we yeah. know about this? It's perfect timing. I've, yeah, I was muted, but I, I, I agree. What? There we go. I've got your attention. That's the hook. Uh, for $150, you get 20% off of your entire meal, alcohol included, for a party of up to 10 people. The wow. caveat, you have to be a Florida resident, oh. an annual pass holder, or a DVC owner. And you have to pay $150. <laughs> On top of your... This is house. what Disney likes yeah, to do. Yeah, I don't feel like this is actually mm-hmm. a good deal. This sort of is like, <laughs> Bev, when we went on the cruise, the boo- the booze pass was $75 a day. And even that was like, the, our whole group was like, I don't know if I can punch the math. I, maybe, <laughs> like, if you do the math, it maybe is almost worth it. And look, we put some alcohol down. Bro. <laughs> On that cruise. Every day the ship rose <laughs> because we drained it of booze. Um, but if this applies to your group, that is a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. So only one go. person has to pay 150 You can all split it. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So you have a large family. I've, I've made back that amount in one meal multiple times. Huh. You know, you get the entire Damn. family. You go to the yeah. big princess dinner or princess, you know, dinners, lunches, breakfasts, big character breakfast costs eight hundred dollars if you have enough people Jeez. and 20 percent off well anything costs that much if you have enough people yeah there you go yeah. it's, it's easier if you have three well. people it's eight hundred dollars yeah yeah going to costco <laughs> going to the gas station you have enough it, people the other, there, huh? the other caveat to it is you have to be whoever has the card has to be the one who pays <laughs> uh, so they have, to have good credit it's like i couldn't right. i couldn't pay if I have, well, I mean, if everybody gives you cash or you use sure. your, your PayPal or your well, Zelle or your whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like if you plan this ahead of time and you go to one of those places where every plate is, you know, you go for dinner, it's $75 for dinner. Regardless of what you get, everybody sends you $75 ahead of time. Yeah, so you sure. can pad your account and you not plan for it. So how yeah. long is it good for? It's good for one year. Wow. Oh, that's not totally concurrent with your annual pass. Bev, so you, you could buy this. it just before or... you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Florida oh, resident. I see. No, Jeremy is. Jeremy should get it. And oh, then, hell yes. Yeah. Jeremy would use the crap Look, look at Look at him thinking. The wheels, <laughs> the wheels are slowly turning. If I he thought he was frozen. If but... he didn't have headphones, <laughs> if he didn't have the headphones on, smoke would be billowing out of his ears right now. Carry the one. <laughs> There Divided by He's three, got the going. square root of a hundred. He's one of those green visors, <laughs> like the mahjong table, the big adding machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it really it, it doesn't work everywhere. It doesn't work at the quick service places or the little kiosks. You know, you buy a mm-hmm. pretzel, you don't get twenty percent off. But if you sit down and have a meal every every day, even if even if it's just me and my wife, we still save quite a bit of money. And That's it certainly great. helps when your entire family goes and you know yeah. you paid for the entire thing. And honestly, um, Bev, that's what you should be doing when you go there. You should be sitting down. Don't ever eat at a quick service. When you're going to Disney World for your first time, I, my opinion, experience the restaurants. No, I've started researching restaurants. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, Air all right. conditioning, free water, it's great. That's right. Hell yeah. Terrence, best Disney dollar spent. Best Disney dollar spent is the upgrade for the security checkpoints at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So now they're kind of doing what you see in Florida, where they are using um, AI to allow people to walk through with their bags on so that every bag does not have to be checked by a cast member. And then if it's flagged, you're moved to a secondary place. It will make the lines go so much faster. Really? I didn't even hear about that. That's I'm, great. I'm pretty tied it's, into the Disney news world. It was October-ish. It wonderful. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Because I'm not trying to get shanked. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it works because I haven't been there, but hey, I know that there free... hasn't been issues. There's been a, a significant rise of shanking <laughs> in the parks. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! A hey, ton you, of shivs getting in, yes. You want free air conditioning? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terrence. Just the spice lamb shanks. <laughs> From the Morocco Pavilion. Go ahead, Terrence. Uh, last year, my best Disney dollar spent was my Besbin Fizz from the Cantina Bev. Um, <laughs> it's actually a really refreshing drink. It's so good. I'm sure. Um, this year is not my Disney dollar spent, but uh, the NBA's. Because oh. uh, them using Disney World as a bubble. Um, that's just a that's a really good idea. Let's um, go Lakers. Also, donating to Ears Up and Spectre Radio because there's nowhere else to put your oh. Disney money. Oh. And concierge. Concierge. <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> look, you guys, if you got that juicy refund from your annual pass, that's what yeah. I'm saying. All right, uh, me. That's me. The money that was used to get uh, Walt Disney World reopened. And at least part of DCA, and I'm talking like the uh, the dividers and the thermometer checks and all that kind of stuff, uh, whether or not it should have happened, look, it's happening. That's the best Disney dollars spend last year for me. It was the Max Pass when we went and oh, got yeah, the Max Pass. But I think it was at like the 5 or $10. Like they, it raised it, they raised it shortly after we were there. Yeah, and we'll still pay for me, it because... Maybe. Well, probably, yeah, anyway. Um, Bev. <laughs> if you give me just a fraction of a second longer, I would have done it. Uh, Bev, go ahead, please. Um, okay. So last year it was, and I'm reading the email that you sent, so I can't, I don't remember what it was called, but it was Disney Dear donated. Losers. A, Disney donated a bunch of money to, um, uh, uh, um, what's it, what are those things called? Charity. Uh, and the money went to Sandy. <laughs> Shut up. I really couldn't think of a word. <laughs> uh, trust me, no one thought that you were lying. I really couldn't think of it, guys. I'm, I'm What's sorry. That, what is that thing? That charitable stuff? What is it called <laughs> that again? Thing, that thing. That thing. The thing you donate to. Yeah. Anyway, they gave a, a large donation, and it all went to Sandy Hook, which was the elementary school that got shot up. Anyway, yeah. downer. Yeah. Um, moving forward, the... I clicked off of it. Can you can you deliver my eulogy? 
gone. Downer. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, but Jeremy was a uh, uh, what do you call it? What's uh, it called? Uh, um, <laughs> a good guy. A yeah, good guy. one of those one of those things that you send. Christmas like, cards to it's uh, a friend. He was a friend. He was a friend. Look, I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I clicked off it. I didn't know. Um, and then, and then, oh, I'm sorry. Talk about yourself. Talk about yourself. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, anyway, <laughs> Sam, what are you doing? Abby, I have not yelled at Sam once tonight. No, because he's chained to the bed. <laughs> I think he is actually oh. asleep. Hey, Beth, let me out. I gotta go pee pee. <laughs> yeah, that Sorry. was a really good Sam impression. No, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Sorry. This is now the secret show. <laughs> Apologies. God. Go ahead, Beth. Or were Banana. you done? My best Disney dollar spent went to Concy Ears to plan my trip. Wow. In nice. Oh. Wow. Pandering to the sponsors. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. But no, honestly, I will say that. The amount of attention that has been, like the emails that went back and forth were very thorough and they really were, because I mean, we all remember I'm a cheapskate, so I didn't want to stay on property. And so the person I'm working with was really great about like, really laying it out, like the benefits of staying on property versus not on property. And then the benefits of staying at a slightly nicer on property versus the cheapest on property option. So yeah, I think it's just been great. And I'm excited because... She's like, let me know what restaurants you want to go to and I'll make your reservation. Like, I don't have to do crap. Yeah. I just have to email her and be like, I want to go here. Live your best life, concierge. <laughs> it's been great. Good. Uh, Jeremy. Uh, well, last year, my best Disney dollar spent was the Discover Disney ticket. I don't know what that is, but uh, whatever. <laughs> it's in the past. The past is in the past. Uh, you have to <laughs> scream better it. better than her. Yeah. The best. <laughs> That's right. That Holy the, crap. The best Disney dollar spent this year is the new Epcot fountain. Oh, my gosh. So I railed against the overhaul, and now I'm praising them. <laughs> Epcot recently unveiled its newest improvement. The new fountain at Epcot is a recreation of the original that stood at its entrance for the first 17 years of the park's existence. Three prismatic pylons bearing the original Epcot logo sit at the center of the fountain, reaching skyward. At night, the vision is enhanced with further with a dynamic LED lighting package and a soaring white beam of light that touches the sky. So the other night, I'm leaving, you know, and this is me leaving Epcot, you know, I'm just like, oh my god, it looks so good. (laughs) Like, it's so good. Like, I I walk into things because I, like, keep looking back. Uh, and I hear this guy, and he's with his wife. They got a stroller. And he's like, oh, dear. Uh, this fountain is absolutely beautiful. Maybe we should take a picture. And I'm like, see, this is what it's about. This is a normal guy. Like, he's not me gawking and tripping over myself. He's just a guy with his family. But he is seeing how beautiful this is. So for the relatively puny cost of recreating a fountain, they didn't have to invent a new one. They just went back to the old one. Disney has left parkovers with dropped jaws gazing skyward. There is a lesson here, Imagineers. The most successful addition to Epcot lately is a recreation of Epcot's past. We are wowed by beauty, creativity, and simplicity, not budget and bulk. The best Disney dollar spent is the new fountain. I don't know. I saw that picture that you posted. just made the ball look like a bowling trophy. I don't know. It was weird. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. I mean, look, I, I was know. giving Jeremy space to say something. <laughs> so, so was, was I. I. But apparently, <laughs> uh, what's the worst Disney dollar spend? Eric, go ahead, please. Reopening DCA for Buena Vista Street and Smoke Jumpers Grill. Really? And then a week later, the pandemic got infinitely worse, and we shut it all back down again. Yeah. Yeah. We spent a lot of time opening things up, getting everybody excited. Hey, at least we can walk around DCA. Exactly what we've been saying for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Just let us walk around. Yeah. I just, I just want to sit on those sweet benches. <laughs> um, and they did it, and it was, it was nice. A lot of people were enjoying it. Reservations were working out well. You're sitting outside. It's California. It's fine. And then we just have to close it all up again. Yeah, because it's California and it's not fine. Things are very bad out here, man. We've been at like zero percent ER uh, room for like a week and a half or something like that. We're not. We're yeah, not doing good, dude. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Terrence. Worst didn't Disney dollar spent. One hundred percent agree with Eric. That was my answer as well. Mm. Is reopening. Buena Vista Street, you're looking at it, you're seeing people not follow a protocol, and uh, you knew they were going to have to close it again. What's going on right now in um, in our country, in our state, um, it is better to be safe than sorry. And I think that was really foolish to open that. Taryn. There's a voice. I need to follow it. Every day's a little harder as I feel my power grow. Don't you know there's part of me that loves to go into the unknown, into the unknown. Oh God! Into the unknown. <laughs> Jeremy's dying. <laughs> Did you guys? It's not even done. This is a toy that was given to my child by my aunt and uncle. And this is the worst Disney dollar spent this year because that it does that entire thing. That was, what, 15, 20 seconds over and over again. There's not even, like, a second thing. I think that was longer than the pandemic has been so far. It's awful. That's the worst Disney dollar spent this year. And I didn't even adjust the volume. It was that loud. It's that loud. So... I, as a seasoned parent, have you guys ever learned the, uh, the amazing thing of throwing crap away? See, here's the thing. I've I've been swearing at Taryn, but also to her that I'm going to throw this thing away. But I think Alice hears it and understands it and hides it because I can never find it when yeah, I want to chuck in the bin. Oh, you, you can't find it when you want it, but you have it right now when she's asleep. No, yeah, I had to go find it. I'm going to throw it in the freaking pond across the street, brother. <laughs> telling you here's the thing as a seasoned person with ears <laughs> i've been listening for 40 years I, ha- I have been hearing things for 40 years and the scary part about that is is that is the best possible version of that that we got you know what i mean like yeah. there were rehearsals there was not quite adina no we need you to do it again try let's try it one more time and then after you e- Hours and hours of exhaustive performances. That's the best one that they could possibly produce. And that's it. Yeah. And that's it. Damn. <laughs> and oh, that's what. That's it a is. mic drop. 
<laughs> yeah, there were worse versions of that if you can possibly. There, there will be worse versions of that. She'll sing that live at some point, somewhere, someday. Maybe. Somehow. Um, for me, worst Disney dollar spend was the, and I want you guys to pay attention to this, okay? The Snow White Returdishment. Oh, my God. Damn. Uh, uh, wow. Huh, huh. I'm clocking big weight. What? What? I I'm coming that. in late. What? What? Um, Snow White returdishment, man. I swear to God, there's no reason in the world that we needed to spend money to returd Snow White when it was perfectly fine. And and I saw someone, uh, some blowhard on uh, Diz Twitter the other day saying, well, <sighs> The people that are, I think it's strange that the people that are uh, the loudest about how they're changing Snow White's originality are the people, same people who never ride it when they go in the park. And I'm like, bro, I ride that every time I go in the park, <laughs> every single time, because it's one of the two rides in Fantasyland that you don't have to wait longer than five minutes yeah. for. Snow White, is, was, it was perfectly fine. It was flawed. Sure, but that's what everybody liked about it. That's what I like about it. That it was flawed. The story is wonky as hell. Mm-hmm. But it's still a dark ride. It's a classic ride. Do we need to pastel everything up? No. Throw water on the Witch of Anaheim. Get her out of here. <laughs> uh, Bev, go ahead, please. Um, what was yours for last year, did you say? Oh, I'm sorry. The worst do- Disney uh, spend uh, whatever for last year for me? Alcohol. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because it's too expensive After- now. Yeah. Um, so last year, my answer was Smuggler's Run. Yeah. Because trash. Yeah. And uh, this year. <laughs> yeah. We're such good. We're such a good Disney podcast. <laughs> yeah. We are so awesome. Thank you. Actually, once again, I agree with Jason. My answer is uh, that Snow White refurbished. Like, why? Wow. Yeah. There's no reason. I. With that, we could. And, and that's money that could have gone to maybe keep your employees employed for just a, a hair longer. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we or at least, you know, kept kept them on benefits for a while. I don't know. Right. The more I hear about that stupid uh, uh, Haunted Mansion extension and stuff, it's like that would have been, that's what, this is the thing about Disney fans, man, right? Like we, we, we want things to sort of change, but we want additions that sort of like scream, um, nostalgia at us, right? Mm-hmm. This is some weird thing. We want new stuff, but we don't want it to be too different than what we already have. This Honda Mansion's Q extension would have been amazing. It would have been exactly what people have been wanting for forever. It's a, a fraction of the Museum of the Weird, but instead we get pastel Snow White. And it's like so... It's disappointing that Disney doesn't really fully understand what people actually want. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. Uh, I'm not going to tell Sam about this, and we're just going to go on it the next time we go to Disneyland, and oh. I just I'm going to record his reaction. Where's the apple, uh, Jeremy? Go ahead, please. This hat. Oh my god! <laughs> the worst Disney dollar I spent. It's a hold on. It's 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 a. It, let me explain it. Because yeah, this is a podcast. I realize it is what? a it is a a ball cap. So you guys know the like the let's say the the goofy or like the the mini the Mickey Mouse ear hats. But they're sort of also formed in like a baseball cap. So it's a baseball cap with ears and a little Santa hat on the top. But it's made out of uh, pretend gingerbread. So it's Ginger- so it's skin colored. <laughs> and, yeah. and the ears have frosting on it. And it, the, the, there's like eyes and a mouth yeah. on the top where like a logo would be. It's 
horrifying. Well, and, and it's, it has to it's something out of Ed Gein's like library that no one's found yet. It is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Well, and he has was to hold the discount? ears up. So it was discounted. So here's the thing: it was discounted. Well, Plus, good. right now APs are getting thirty off. So I I did get it for a bit of a song. Did you try but it on first? Thing. <laughs> were there no mirror? Were there no mirrors in the shop or what? <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. The reason why this is the worst Disney dollar spent is no matter what I spent on it, I had to pay all the money on the alcohol to get drunk first in order to even consider <laughs> buying it. Fair. So either way, I got hosed. Yeah. Uh, and then the worst was we were, we were like, I wore this like we were doing our so gift bad. exchange last week, whatever, and I was wearing it. And then I went, we're in Epcot last week having a beer in, in, in the UK pavilion. And I go, and like this lady walks out of the, the store in England wearing that and oh. i go oh my god that lady has my hat and my friend turns around and he's like dear god <laughs> <laughs> it is horrifying yeah, and it's we, awful. we we personally i love railing against uh um, or railing about the um, people who think of this merchandise yeah because yeah. it's so awesome. like you guys got to Google the uh, I don't know what you would call it, gingerbread Mickey hat or yeah. whatever yeah. it looks horrifying like Can we it get is a picture of that for Instagram well, also, so here's what I'll do if you're listening it's someone's Spectro, nightmare follow me on Insta at Spectro underscore radio there'll be a post a picture of it. <laughs> It's horrifying. Yes, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. All right, we got two new categories this year: Disney villain and Disney hero of the year. Are we going to do them at the same time? Um, I mean, I guess we might as well because we are sort of uh, going on two and a half hours. Jeez. Yeah, we're going on two and a half hours. <laughs> so the Disney. So let's do the Disney villain and the Disney hero of the year <laughs> at the same time because we still have our predictions, and then that's it. Okay. We're so we're just all going to speak over each other. I like it. Yeah, yep. let's At just the go. Same ready? Time. ready? One, two, three. All righty. <laughs> Disney executives. So, uh, <laughs> Eric, your Disney villain and then your Disney hero of the year, please. Okay. They are strangely linked. Uh, Disney villain, Disney executives. Uh, laying off thousands of workers is kind of a necessity when you're not making any money and all of your parks are closed. I, I get that. Cruises closed. Uh, international destination. It, it's, yeah, you got to lay off some people. Mm-hmm. And whoa, how generous at the beginning of, well, at the end of March, near the, the beginning of this pandemic, Bob Iger waived his paycheck completely for several months. Uh, well, it said indefinitely. Uh, Bob Chapek took a 50% pay cut. Senior executives uh, took a 30% pay cut and on down the line. Anybody who was in the upper echelons of the Disney Corporation took a pay cut. And they were the, just going to let that go. We'll keep paying benefits for a while. Let's just be good to the remaining employees. And then they started laying off more employees. And then in August, everybody, uh, you know, five months later, all the executives just went back to their regular paychecks and we opened the parks and everybody's, I guess, back to normal. They, they deserve this because they sold more Disney plus subscriptions and uh, they probably had to make boat payments. So, (laughs) you know, get, get, get your money back up. Yeah. Conversely, the hero of the year are all of these food banks that have been supporting all of those laid off employees. Mm, um, Second yeah. Harvest of Florida, uh, Unite 737, the uh, union that represents most of the cast members on the East Coast, United Workers Local 50, and the Power of One Foundation have been holding uh, food bank, food drives for uh, cast members for months now. They've served 
thousands of of cast members at this point and their families. Um, lots of donations from from uh, you know big big name bloggers like the Disney Travel Blog, uh, the NBA uh, Players Association donated fifty thousand dollars to uh, to the second uh, to Second Harvest in Florida. Like there's oh that's it. There are people that are that are <laughs> that's it. well. I mean the NBA Players Association. Come on, fifty grand. It's come on. It's just their union. It's not the actual players, but yeah. um, yeah. But but I, I mean, really, people are contributing, and yeah. and anybody can contribute to these. And they're they're taking care of some of these families that that haven't been able to suddenly find another theme park job or any other job for that matter. Yeah, it's a tough position to be in for sure. Yeah, uh, Terrence, go ahead, please. Uh, Disney villain, Kim Irvine, because Kim Irvine, uh, (laughs) Disney hero. Um, I'm saying John Favreau. I think what he has been able to do with the star Wars universe, I don't care if you don't like Mandalorian, Mandalorian is fantastic. I think what he's been able to do and the way he's been able to, um, make the star Wars universe interesting again Mm -hmm. is fantastic. I like it. Agreed. I'll go. Um, my Disney villain is. Wait, relate- who was his hero? That was it. Who was the villain? John Favreau, Kim Irvine. Irvine. Thank you. Okay, sorry. Good. Are you not paying attention? <laughs> no, I'm trying not to. My Disney villain is related to Terrence's hero, Gina Carano. She is. Uh, she plays some some character in uh, Mandalorian, and she is insane as a person. <laughs> she is crazy, yeah. and she is a villain. Uh, Disney hero is uh, the guy who camped out on Discovery Island. <laughs> the guy who's going to jail for trespassing. Sick, bro. Yeah. You're criminals. That's cool. You mm-hmm. like criminals. I you do. like bad boys. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Gina Carano, just to clarify, she's an anti-vaxxer QAnon supporter. Yeah. <laughs> so she's literally like... She's my villain. Yeah. Yeah, she's crazy. Uh, me. Okay. The uh, Disney villain is exactly as Eric's. The CEOs who took back their pre-COVID salaries right before laying off more cast members. I understand you have to let people go. It's an unprecedented time. I, I, I understand that. But to uh, to take a lower, to take a pay cut uh, and then wax poetic about it and then take it back and then fire everybody right after you take your full salaries back. That stinks, man. That really stinks. Uh, Disney Hero of the Year. I'm going with Abigail Disney. She always calls Disney out for poor treatment of employees, the need for higher wages, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think she's the the advocate uh, that the Disney company needs. I mean, she was uh, quoted as saying, I think it was last year, that she was unsure about the position of uh, Bob Paycheck because she's like, I don't understand how someone who has never held a creative position in their entire career is now the head of the Walt Disney Company. Mm. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty spicy, brother, for sure. Uh, Bev, go ahead, please. I didn't have answers to these ones however i will agree with taryn that the guy that camped out on the island is pretty great (laughs) (laughs) that's fine i did i did give them to you earlier in the day uh you know uh and when it wouldn't be we would be breaking with tradition if there wasn't at least one category that bev didn't do (laughs) yeah no didn't do it yeah jeremy go ahead please Mm. The biggest Disney villain this year goes to a guy whose name I don't know. I saw this video that had been posted to TikTok. I saw it because it went viral and found its way to Twitter because I am uh, against TikTok. I don't like it. Anyhow, this guy 
is at the Magic Kingdom at some point between when it opened and October when I saw the video. So still pretty early in the reopening of Walt Disney World. Well, this yutz walks up to the carousel in Fantasyland and gets turned away because it's the end of the night. And while they are going to run the carousel one more time, they aren't letting anyone else join in the line because you have to like close the line first and then you let everyone run through the line and then you, you call it a day. So it's late at night. The shields are on. The masks are on. This guy wants in. Uh, with his young son next to him who's five years old, they're like, sir, we're sorry. The line's closed. Well, this complete loser does what parents do in 2020. He whips out his cell phone to record the incident in real time, probably thinking he's going to look like the victim and not the huge <laughs> douchebag that he is. Because if you're a douchebag, you don't have the powers to sense your own douchebaggery. So he posts this video. It's about a minute long. I edited it down for the sake of brevity. Jason, will you please play Mask Guy? Look at the Disney service here. Not only is it going right now, Thomas, you want to go on the merry-go-round? We couldn't find, we couldn't find the exit or entrance. If we don't stop the line, I would never be able to get home. You're gonna run the ride again one more time. It does not matter. It is past eight o'clock. You weren't in line after eight o'clock. So like the ride is going, it's gonna stop. It's gonna reload. Where's the Disney spirit? Where's the spirit? Come on, he's five. Right now. You're in public. You're able to record. I'm getting yelled at because I'm trying to get a five-year-old on the merry-go-round for one last ride before we go back to Massachusetts. They're going to run the ride again. So this guy is what we on the East Coast call a mass hole. But like... You couldn't find the entrance to a ride that's a circle? <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't yeah. find it. We were late because we couldn't find it. it. It's just, it's here. It's, Ew. Yeah, that's a bad. It's not that big of a circle either. It's not like a maze. So that's my biggest Disney villain. I don't like that guy. My biggest Disney hero, this is sort of piggybacking on what uh, Eric was talking about earlier, but I'm calling out someone specific. Her name is Emily Lartigue. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Emily was or is a furloughed Walt Disney World cast member who founded something called the Cast Member Pantry after helping Disney College uh, program kids pack up to go home when the program was canceled by Disney at the beginning of the pandemic, Emily noticed a lot of unused food items. She thought it a shame to let them go to waste, and thus she started the Cast Member Pantry to help her fellow furloughed Disney cast members who might be in need of a boost to, uh, to uh, their own food supplies. Emily started collecting more and more food for the pantry, and a local storage company got word of what she was doing and donated space for her to expand her operation. At one point during the pandemic, her wait list had swelled to over 1,500 cast members. So the biggest Disney hero of 2020 is Emily Lartigue. It is not the Imagineers ruining the parks. It is not Bob Chapek quietly and slyly increasing park capacity and crowd levels without telling anyone. That's a dastardly act. No, the true Disney heroes are those led by Emily, who in a time of crisis and need, reached out to help each other as the giant Disney Corporation increased park capacities and returned highly compensated executive pay to its original levels as frontline employees either went without work or pulled double shifts exposing themselves to unknown levels of sick guests like the stutz who i called out previously wow. well there you go jeremy 
I get so angry. You do. It's okay. And that's all You're right. You're passionate. <laughs> that's right. All right. We're on to uh, we're on the home stretch, people. Predictions for 2021. Eric, go ahead, please. Jeremy will get mad at Harmonia, says Epcot unveils an even larger, even more permanent barge in the World Showcase Lagoon. This barge will be designed to block the view of whatever is directly across from you. It will be an engineering marvel, <laughs> the best eyesore, most specifically designed to annoy Jeremy. I, I like that. Okay. Hey, man. I'm so annoyed. It sounds uh, valid and good. Terrence, go ahead, please. Uh, we will see packed parks again before the end of 2021. That's it. That's it. That's your prediction. What were you from last prediction. year? What were they from last year? I my laptop. My um, that's fine. My iPad died, so that's I don't fine. have it up. Taryn, go ahead, please. Uh, so last year I said that the Rise of the Resistance would be amazing. Disneyland's going to drop in attendance, which happened, uh, with no price hikes, which happened. Um, and Iger was going to say something off color. <laughs> or or say something Eisner-like, which did not happen. Um, and that we were not going to renew our APs, which happened. Uh, this year, I uh, think, I mean, it's hard because not a lot's happened to be able to base anything off of. So I really think that by Q4 of 2021, Disneyland is going to bounce back. Bounce <laughs> Bounce back. I'm very tired. Uh, they're going to bounce back, and they're going to do better than they would have been doing without COVID for that quarter. I think that COVID has created an even bigger demand to go to Disneyland and to the movies and to buy things online. And I think they're going to see massive profits by the end of this year uh, once Disneyland and entertainment venues um, are reopened. Okay. Uh, for me, last year, um, this is where you know I'm a I'm a genius. Uh, I predicted a drop in attendance. Happened. Uh, price increase. Let's say it happened. I don't know if it happened. It didn't happen. Um, it did not happen. Well, now there's a decrease. Yeah, uh, I I did say Fox mer- merchandise for sale in parks. Uh, let's just say it happened too, because I don't know that for sure. Um, Disney sharing, <laughs> Disney sharing information ahead of announcements definitely happened. So, uh, you know. Uh, I'm I'm pretty uh, 100%. Um, so for 2021, oh. Disneyland will not open until the end of quarter three. That's my prediction. We are dreadfully, criminally behind in vaccinations with a vocal anti-vaccination SoCal bleach blonde latte crowd entrenched in the OC area. So I think uh, these people uh, are single-handedly sort of uh, preventing numbers from going down in SoCal, and they are going to prevent them from uh, from going down in any sort of uh, realistic way until the end of Q3. Uh, what is that, September? Yeah. Uh, when it does open, Disneyland will hit capacity for 10 days in a row minimum. Wow, you're you're calling specifics. Yes, I'm getting a feeling. I'm getting a feeling. Oh, of, Lord. Uh, there's a number. There's a, there's a one and a, a zero. There's a 10. <laughs> it's a 10. I'm getting a 10 reading. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? Uh, news will finally break that Disney has been hiding COVID infections among its staff for months now over at Disney World. And the Hall of Presidents will change removing the tradition of the incumbent president being included in the show. I feel like it's too, uh, you know, look, politics is weird. I feel like, uh, you know, this uh, last couple of days have, uh, you know, shown that uh, it can be very emotional, and I feel like Disney's not going to be involved in that anymore. So I, I feel like the, the incoming president will no longer be getting an uh, animatronic in the Hall of Presidents. Hmm. That's my prediction. 
And uh, who is next? Beverly, go ahead, please. So last year, my I only had one, and it was that there would be no price increases, which there were not. So actually, I'm 100%. That is true. Well, we don't know that for sure. We don't actually we do. know that. No, we, we do. do know that. We know okay. that. <laughs> Jeremy, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Bev. Um, this year, I predict similarly to you that the park will not open until September at the earliest. But unlike you, I do not think that they're going to see a mass influx of people because I think once Disneyland opens, they'll be um, like the base mark of, of everything sort of getting open. And people are, are hurting financially. I don't think people are just going to have money to throw at Disneyland. That's a good point. Right as soon as they open. That is my prediction. Okay. I think, this, I think 2021 is going to be rough for mm-hmm. Disneyland. Interesting. Rough like a dog. Uh, Jeremy, close us out, please, buddy. Mine is a two-parter, similar to Eric's. I think we will see the return of Nighttime Spectaculars this year. The second part of mine, though, I'm stealing from a friend of mine who believes that we will see the return of Nighttime Spectaculars as a separate event. So you will have to pay to buy a wristband to stay in the parks for limited viewing of nighttime spectaculars. 25 bucks, you can stay and watch Illumination. Well, not Illuminations because those get rid of it. But, you know, whatever the hell else they have. Right. Fireworks. Okay. Interesting. That would be dastardly. It would be dastardly. All right. Well, I think that was pretty good. That was a good rundown. I'm very pleased with very everybody. Much so, yeah. uh, for mo- it was, with a, most very everybody. <laughs> it was a very long year. It's a very long year for sure. Um, so you know what? Hey, if if this is your first introduction to our little, um, you know, like uh, year in review thing or whatever, just look for it um, last year on the website or you know Podcatcher app or whatever because uh, it was fun. These typically go kind of long. This is the definitely the longest. I'm I'm really hoping that um, <laughs> this splices together properly. So there's that. But it'll be fine. It'll be all right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, uh, especially you folks listening live. Um, thank you for sticking with us the whole entire uh, time. It is 1030 right now over here. And, uh, you know, Jeremy probably has a time constraint. I don't know. It's probably later than that over there. <laughs> I don't really know. Probably. Anyway, guys, thanks a lot very much. I really appreciate it. Um, 2021 is going to be great. I, I really hope that it's good for you guys as well. Uh, you know, of course. Uh, keep supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you to the 21st Amendment. Thank you to Concy Ears. And uh, thank you to all our Patreon supporters over there giving us life. We really appreciate it. Uh, Eric, thanks for joining us, man. Prish. Prish. Hey, thanks for having me. Jeremy, Prish. Love you. Bev, Prish. Thanks. Terrence. <laughs> Taryn. Hi. <laughs> I mean, all right. Thanks, guys. I really. (laughs) I'll see you guys later. Until next time, we'll see you at the parks.